0: Open the gates of your heart. To the dry lands of people's hurt souls, let love flood. Welcome
1: to the Citizens of the Globe podcast. My name is Michael Maltes, and I aim to break down the borders we create in our minds, one meaningful conversation at a time. Welcome back. Uh, This is my first episode since October, so it's been a minute and that's okay because this is a little bit of a relaunching and it's way more in alignment with the original intent and the evolving intent of this podcast. Uh, today I have my first guest and I'm so grateful uh, for our interaction in Ocean Beach <laughs> and how it went about and uh, grateful for your downness to come and do this with me. And course, of course. Uh, of course restart you know you kind of gave me the push to restart this uh his name is orion mcallister he's a very spiritual being uh, on a spiritual mission to connect us and i really resonated with his sign i was walking down the ocean beach farmer's market and just heard somebody selling like saying and yelling spread love spread love spread love and i turned and i saw him and his sign said uh Vibrate to the similarities, not the differences. I have that
0: one with me. <laughs> yeah, let's. Vibrate to the similarities, not the differences. To the deep marrow of the bone, everybody is a carbon based being. Black based carbon cultures. Scientifically, all of us. Darkness is the origin of all light. And daylight is counted by midnight at 12 AM. The universe created variety of all things. Everybody has passed through the womb. And we all share mitochondrial DNA. We all have organs and a heart. and We all breathe oxygen. Racism is a foolish behavior. Racism is a systematic game. Do not engage in foolish behavior. Do not engage in foolish games. Don't uh, feed into the differences. Don't do
1: it. Don't it's do it.
0: It's, it's, a, it's all a game of separation.
1: The separation, the divide, it's all to control the mind. Absolutely. And that's what this is about. I don't know if you've had a chance to take a look at the logo, um, but a friend of mine, she uh, she drew it up and we collaborated on the vision. She's the mm-hmm. artist, but um, you know she wanted it to be both of our image, right. and she uh, asked me for some ideas, and I wanted the globe to be in there. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But I knew I didn't want it to be, I wanted it to send a message, so I asked her to do Pangea instead of the separate it. continents um, to it. kind of remind us that, you know, we were once very close. Yeah, we could all travel the entire world. Just know? on mm-hmm. our two feet. No airplanes, no nothing.
0: Free to roam in our neighborhoods. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. yeah. No, no such thing as borders. The only time we ever really defended each other or ourselves is when people were well immorally intruding on our property and our lives Mm -hmm. so
2: yeah yeah okay
1: so uh i think where my brain wants to go Mm -hmm. is what inspired this transformation because correct me if i'm wrong i don't think anybody sits here and does what you do (laughs) going to ocean beach <laughs> you know for your eight weeks in a row uh oh my goodness yeah. spreading love and positivity with signs and I've, I've lived here 14 years i haven't seen it yet yeah so yeah so there's there's some uh, story back there and, and let's hear it's some of that background
0: man well a quick story short um long story short i should say i'm originally from upstate new york uh, mm. both of my parents were very rebellious very aggressive people um, my dad was a felon. Uh, my dad was a very rebellious person at the time. You know, Neo-Nazism, very ignorant, arrogant mindsets. Mm. Uh, he and my mother were, you know, running across country from the police. He was evading federal arrest of some sort. So came to upstate New York. They had me in hopes of, you know, trying to figure things out. He got arrested. Uh, my mom was taking taking care of me. Mm-hmm. You know, she wasn't the best mother. You know, uh, on the streets, all that kind of stuff. You know, drugs and everything doing the best that she could with the lack of knowledge of motherhood that she had. But I know, and I know she'll heal this, is that I know she had a big love for me. I was her star child. I was the reason why she kept going. Um, when I was hmm. two years old, you know, my father got custody of me from her due to circumstances. I was left all alone uh, while she was doing her thing. And, um, you know, he got rid of it, did everything he could to get out of prison early, off good behavior and all this kind of stuff, got custody of me. And then it was he and I for uh, on and off from the age of three until about like 14. Um, I was always in, you know, my dad was a drug dealer, heroin addict, all this kind of stuff. But he was good. He was a con artist as well. Mm -hmm. And so he he provided a good life, definitely, um, but not the best environment sometimes. Um, There are moments where, you know, like he'd be traveling for months on end doing drug deals and I'd be at a friend's house at a, or a family friend's house you know hey take care of my kid like people who you knew, he trusted with me how old were you at this time uh the ages of, uh between i'd say like good s- uh, eight and oh wow okay uh, between the ages of like eight and maybe like 14 gotcha. i had a half sister we have different mothers that she was born when i was seven um and you know we had sort of like that nice family life for a while and then my dad's life and behavior and addictions kind of cut up with everybody. And so I disbanded the, that situation. Mm-hmm. And so then you know, it was me and my dad for the longest time on and off, family fence houses. I was never in a group home until 2009 when my dad had just hardcore, continual overdoses. And it was like, well, I. The state was like, Well, we need to take your guy we need to take your child. Yeah. So oh, man. CPS came by and what sucked was my dad already had a plan, hey, you're gonna stay at so and so's house for a little, for a few months or whatever. He's like okay cool, no worries. At the time I was I loved Taco Bell. That was the Mexican food we had in upstate New York. <laughs> six hours from New York City, you know. Much better down here. Yeah. <laughs> and it's not oh yeah you know yeah. text messes i've had text mess too and it, the reputation is true it's not good oh okay for some people everyone that's a debatable topic of course but anyway yeah um yeah like taco bell was like the shit for me as a mm-hmm. child and so i'm about to go to my dad's friend's house to stay with him indefinitely for who was how long oh until my dad gets better again you know he'll come back we have custody again you know same cycle over and over mm. and over um the day we're like hey you wanna go get some Taco Bell I'm like yeah sure and like that moment when we're about to walk out the door here knock at the door and it's CPS and they're like hey we need to take we need to take Orion and I'm like but I'm about to go get some Taco Bell like oh well, maybe the group home will take you get Taco Bell sometime I'm like never did yeah that was a, like a six month journey of being <coughs> two group homes
3: yeah gotta pause for that
0: one yeah that one was loud the other one was A little more subtle. (laughs) So two group homes? Yeah, one I was the oldest in at the age of 12, 13. I was the oldest one, and that was daunting. You know I mean? Because my life, you know, I was never around stable households. I was around ghettos. I was around white ghettos, black ghettos. Mm -hmm. I was around everything. I was never around stability until, like, my sister was born, you know? Um, And so being around these children who, oh, they have the same sort of background foundation of me, which is a lack of foundation. Mm-hmm. So I was able to relate a lot to these kids. I was able to help them a lot, a lot, especially because they're younger than me. Um, and then I went to a group home where I was the youngest out of older kids. who were 17, 18, 19, you know, sometimes court ordered to be there mm-hmm. or running away from home, you know, and because their parents are really bad and abusive and, you know, they worked out with the state or something or, like, they can stay there or be emancipated whatever. Um that was interesting because I was the youngest, but I was like the most well behaved mm and despite the life that I lived like i was something within me was always resilient something within me was always never allowing myself to be bitter despite everything I went through despite bullying, despite being tortured, being molested being mm. you know like and which was an interesting story it was a female, and I was like um, a, 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 another girl who was just around my age, yeah random topic but like, we were hanging out in the basement, watching a movie, and, and our parents were hanging upstairs, and I go, like, I'm just laying down on the couch, and she comes up and, you know, starts touching me and getting on top of me and everything, pulling my pants down, and I'm like, I'm, I'm like, I don't know, maybe uh, seven, and she's maybe like nine. Oh, jeez. You know, and looking back in hindsight, it's like, oh, man, like, I feel bad for her. Like, what was she going through? What happened to her? To where that's an okay behavior for her to imitate. That's a very noble, uh, you know? Noble way to look at that's, it. That's... I'm a big hindsight pondering type of person. Yeah. I reflect a lot. Um, so yeah, like lived a very experienced life,
1: you know? Yeah, absolutely. Matured
0: w- very young. W-
1: <laughs> absolutely. And so yeah. because
0: of that, it's like, I have just infinite love because I've gone through the darkness because of my ex, I've learned a lot of how to cultivate myself out of the dark because I realized more so than ever, that I am the light. I'm the light at the end mm-hmm. of the tunnel. I'm the one that moves forward, mm-hmm. you know, and, and trying my best to express that to everybody else because we forget that because we're in a real messed up society.
1: Absolutely. You have a superpower. Um, I'm not just saying that like facetiously, like you, you asked, you know, there was something about you, like this resiliency in those group homes where you were the youngest, but somehow yet the most
0: stable mm-hmm. in that unstable environment. And, um, I'd always said that like, uh, I was the piece out of my parents' chaos. Because uh, my dad is very, very rebellious my, and very aggressive. So was my mother. Like, the first time they met, <laughs> quick, quick, quick story. When they first met, my mom was just staying at their house to crash, you know. Yeah. My, uh, I think it was, like, my uncle or him offered her a place. And then she refused to leave. And so then yeah. my dad was like, you're going to leave? And he's like, no, I'm not. <laughs> and they're like, I'm going to make you leave. She's like, mm-hmm. no, you're not. And they got in a little tussle. He, She threw a bar stool. Uh, she threw a stool at him. And then like, they just like, pushed According to her, they fell in love. <laughs> 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 quite
2: the... You know, they're very the rebellious. Yeah. yeah, you know, um, very, very,
0: very intense
1: people. Yeah, but it's that same resiliency that yeah. brings you to doing this. Exactly. Wanted to be seen. <laughs> <laughs> and it's the same resiliency that, like, brings you out here. It's That's uh, very interesting. Um, when we met, uh, you briefly met my mom. My mom's out here right now. She's yes. going to start yes, the yes, beginning yes, yes. of this road trip with me. Oh, and she's uh, going to be going with you. Yeah, yeah. She's, uh, I love,
0: man, my grandma and I took a few road trips every now and again. Oh, that's We awesome. went to L.A., uh, and then we just ran up and down the coast every now and again. Yeah. Connected. Before, before the dementia started kicking <clears throat> real hard, or started it even. Yeah. But yeah, man, you cher- cherish it, man. You cherish yeah. it. That's good. Traveling with parents is, is a rare thing, because when you realize that not very many people actually have stable childhoods and stable households... You cherished it. Like, my ex was had a fairly stable, like, household. You know, dad drank a little bit, you know, but, like, you know, what father doesn't, you know? Mm-hmm. Um But c- uh, comparatively to her life and my life, white picket fence, very, you know, very comforted. Yeah. You know, had her, re- she was very rebellious, which is very hard on her parents, but it cultivated her to be very spiritual, very outgoing, very, uh, I know what I'm going to do with my life. Right so out. Sort of person.
1: Right out of the parents' right house. Out,
0: yeah. Uh, and right uh, out of the gate, like, you know, she was, a, as a child, she didn't want to go to church. She didn't want to go to school, like have had that inherent rebellious part of her and yeah which luckily and i'm very proud of her that she's continually cultivating that that's awesome so, because you know i know i can't talk crap on exes you know if, if you're younger yeah of course you know don't get me wrong go through my facebook post a few years back i'm such some dumb shit you know like you're saying dumb stupid stuff they're 9 13 14 years old on the internet for the
1: first time yeah it's part of the evolution though Exactly. I mean, you got to look back on those things and see where you're at now and how you're able to like present yourself and compassionately think about others even when they've Mm -hmm. done you wrong like i'm sure despite everything of your childhood you know yeah like and that's like childhood childhood like when you were first talking i was like oh maybe he's like 15 16
0: no you were like a child i was born too much premature i had a hernia i was in an incubator steroids my whole life my whole life
1: is a struggle but resilience but to look back on it i can tell in the way you speak like it's
0: nothing but compassion and and love for your parents despite everything despite it all i've learned to really truly forgive them absolutely you know especially my father because he would you know he got out of that neo-nazism very very because it's prison you know mm-hmm. what are you gonna do mm-hmm. um and started going to meetings outside of prison and all that kind of stuff started bringing me because if well, i'm gonna bring my son to like where i go i can't leave him home alone You know, and then it started influencing me as a five, four-year-old fucking boy, you know, at the end of, like, a meeting, and my dad's like, oh, yeah, no, fuck this, because I'm not—he was—he would call himself more of a separatist, not a racist. He just believes people should be with their own race, but he he intermingles in a sense to where his closest friend is— my essentially another uncle of mine who i as a child i named him big black bob very tall black man full of tattoos and he would even say there's no racist bone in your dad's body people are fucking crazy and it's like you know andrew like that guy with all the tattoos and the swastikas and this And he's like yeah it's just irish pride what are you talking about like Hmm. this man helped my dad through withdrawals this man helped my dad you know survive stay alive refused to buy my dad's drum set Because he knew my dad was going to use the money for drugs, despite knowing he could buy the drum set and save it for me, he's like, "I can't do that, Andrew. I'm sorry." So, question I want to clarify: Andrew, my father,
1: is your father, and his friend was like the one tatted up with swastikas.
0: No, no, no. My dad was the one with swastikas, and then my friend, his friend, was just black guy tall with tattoos saying you know? there's not a racist bone there's not a racist in bone Andrew's in body. your dad's body exactly uh, you know it, when you when people would come up to him and be like you knew andrew like why are you hanging out with him <laughs> and it's like because he's the coolest dude ever like no he's not a racist no he just has pride in his heritage like there's a difference learn it like yeah yeah, yeah that's that's something that's lost in
1: today's uh fast-paced like social media blip mm-hmm. society that there's there's good in everybody and, and i want to clarify people.
0: real quick that over the years, you know, my father, with all the heroin and everything, and he's gone out of that mindset. Of course, he has the tattoos, but he's turned into like because of the karma. He, I've, I've realized like he's living his karma mm-hmm. as we speak, mm-hmm. to where he had a hardcore overdose. He's not so mentally there, but he's a child now. In a sense, to where he's very, he's like a calm. Like he's a tattooed Buddha. He's really big. He's really heavy now. Mm-hmm. But he's like, hey, hey, man, I got my games, I got my porn, and got my weed. I got a place to live. I'm safe i'm okay i'm happy I got, yeah you know I'm, I'm content yeah and for me for the life that i know he's lived and the people who i know who used to be, come after him and message me on facebook hey where's your dad where's your dad he's safe and i'm happy that he's alive you know yeah. i'm happy that he loves me i'm happy that i love him i'm happy that you know that he's just he's here and mm-hmm. that he couldn't be more happy to be alive you would know? you would you say he's like evolving yeah. Yeah. But it's yeah. also because of like the ment- he had, he has little brain damage. Cause yeah. Of white spots and everything, the drugs. And mm-hmm. he'd make a joke. He's like, Orion, I have CRS. And I was like, What's that? Or what's that, Dad? It's like, I can't remember shit. <laughs> 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 All right, Dad, there you go. Yeah. And it's true. Like, I would ask him, Hey, do you remember when we did this? We did this. And like, I don't remember anything, Orion. I'm sorry. Yeah. And I was like, Wow, I can't get these memories. Damn it. But, but despite all that, despite like, he's still it, evolving. Man, yeah. You know, it's a, it's, it's a choice. Exactly. It is a choice. He's the, you know, like, my ex met him for the first time when we were traveling around last year. Yeah. And, you know, like, wow, like, your dad's awesome. Like, you would have never thought, you know, until until you see the tattoos, you would have never thought. You would have thought he was just some cool punk dude with tattoos, shaved head, and he just cracks jokes all day, you know. When he starts talking, he starts remembering. But if you ask him something, he can't quickly, you know, he can't recollect. hmm um, but he's very just humbled just like he's he's kind of spaced out but it's a part of me is just like that's that enlightenment part of him to where it's like he's very just he's finding where he's at
1: which is interesting that you yeah le- like the conversations led here because now in like my brain what's swirling around is uh prior to starting the recording for the podcast we were no. talking about um the systems put in place to keep us in those divided ah, mindsets yes yes and um you know you look at the crack epidemic and how mm-hmm. you know CIA the cia put, yeah. put, put put it in the, the black and low economic communities mm-hmm. across you know america it's not just it wasn't just like black communities but it was targeted yeah and um
0: and the whole like the AIDS epidemic where they were all they were, uh, the administrators, of the Nixon and Reagan. Uh-huh. They were actually happy that AIDS was killing homosexuals. They were mm-hmm. cheering it. They were having parties on it. Mm-hmm. It was documented. And then until people within their administration started getting AIDS because of their they were hidden sexual, <laughs> you know, homoerotic fantasies and ritual bullshit. Absolutely. And they're like, oh, okay, now we gotta start a program to stop this. And it's like. no one paid attention to that kind of stuff yeah you know because it's not meant to be paid attention to it's Uh not that's not what that's not the funded narrative yeah and it really it really is funded like you gotta um, follow the money that's not a that's not a false that's you know cliches are rooted in truth sayings are rooted in truth for Mm -hmm. a reason yeah so follow the money and you find out who's really gaining and profiting from this absolutely at the expense of lives at the expense of human resources and at the expense of Oh, yeah. Human resources and human life. Or natural resources, I should say. Sorry. Question. Yes. Ignorance is bliss? Sadly, yes. For those who are ignorant. But for those who are aware, seeing it is very sad. Ah. It's very disheartening. Because it's a false. It's a a false reality. Yeah. Yeah. And you see and we've all because we're all born into it and so you grow out of it and then you try to help people who are still in it grow out of it but you have to respect it if people want to stay asleep or just be they want to pay the bills want to pay the taxes all that cool love them they have all their sovereign conscience free conscience right to do that Mm -hmm. so you have to respect that but also you can't stop the mission you know you can't just keep trying no, yeah, I you mean, can't be enforceable. You can't. You have to have the balance of morality. You can't enforce your opinions on people and be like, you must live like this. Mm-hmm. You know, because that's social, or not even socialism, but like that's just dictatorship,
1: eth- and exactly fascism. authoritarianism, that's all for. that. Is, yeah,
0: it's, it's not natural. Uh-huh. You know, like animals, like in the animal kingdom, like you look in the primates. You know, it's an, uh, survival of the fittest. You know, Darwinism sort of thing, right? And brute alpha male is the big leader all the time. Wrong, 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 wrong. When you actually when you study primates, uh, what I believe is the chimpanzees, or which ones? Uh, the primates are the most um, social. Uh, no, related to us. I believe it's chimpanzees. Orangutans? No. One. It's one of those. But either way, prim- there's a primate groups uh-huh. in primates in general. Yeah. Um, the the leader that is like the brute alpha, you know, always being just tough. He doesn't rule for very long. Because just two less tough, less brutal people can take him out and be better rule and just let someone else be a ruler. Mm -hmm. Same thing with this, in this, in this system where people don't understand or at least forget is that change in numbers. There's a thing called the three, I think it's the 1.3% rule, the 3.3% rule. I've heard of this. Where it's like 3% of any population goes against the majority change is inevitable mm-hmm. and that is a fact throughout history it has not changed mm-hmm. in california like you know they're trying to do like the uh, reopen california trying to stop all the mandates and all this kind of stuff which i don't want to get into the politics is you know but for that sake it's like if uh, uh, like 1.3 million people out of like this or like 10 million people out of the 300 million that are living in california so just that small majority just two mm-hmm. percent to go against, you know, just the administration of California, it doesn't, New it's just the administration in general. Right. Um, that change would happen to be inevitable if all those millions of people stopped working, if all those millions of people just refused. Just like how in Canada, where they had all the fucking truckers, the Freedom Convoy, mm-hmm. you know, which was propagized against, and there's Nazis and this and that, which is not true. Mm-hmm. It was all people who working class individuals.
1: Yeah, you know? no, absolutely. And, um, you know, what's crazy is I was having a conversation with my mother and we were talking about change Mm -hmm. and voting and elections and all that. And despite, you know, the, the problems with our, our democracy here, uh, 2020 had the highest voter turnout of the 21st century. I remember that. And it was still just
0: less than half the entire American population. And then then in the funny grand scheme of things, nothing really got done. Nothing really got done. Like politics it's, uh, I, can't remember, I, think, I can't remember which rapper who said it but politics is a pile of tricks mm-hmm. you know? and I, I live by that principle I look into it I don't vote I don't support government mm-hmm. I support sovereign beings at the end of the day it's like authority is a false claim land and borders are false claims mm-hmm. sorry it doesn't matter if it's written out on a piece of paper I've said it a thousand times it's my land it's, yeah. not, it's not it's the earth's it's, it's all of ours mm-hmm. we need to be and that's the radical idea so
1: sadly, <laughs> okay. No, I hear you. I hear you because I'm all about the same thing. Mm-hmm. Um, drawing from another conversation I had with uh, my brother and sister in Texas, they kind of, you know, like I'm, I'm spreading the same ideas, yeah. and they were looking at me. They were like, "But Michael, you're, you're going to be fighting that war for the rest of your life. It's worth it. it it's a hundred percent worth it." Um, <laughs> and and I told him, you know, like, how do you not? Like they were saying, how do you not get tired? How do, you, how do you not get burnt out? Like, what keeps you motivated? Yeah. And I was saying, you know, that's what, like, Buddhism and mindfulness practices and cultivating a community of people who will reinforce those ideas uh, time and time again who will listen to you say the same thing to breathe life into your mission. Yes. To inspire. Inspire, exactly, yeah. Um, I think where, I don't even say we differ, I, I just... I'm curious.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: How do we achieve that hmm. uh, understanding that the land is a shared, shared uh, resource? Not even a resource; it, it's part of us. How do we understand that it's one being, right? One, it is us <laughs> within the current system that we're in. How do we? Because I mean, I've gone down this rabbit hole yeah, before. You yeah, know, yeah, like yeah, you, me too. It's fun. Three percent, and then what happens you know like the uh the oppressed become the oppressor essentially you know how do we keep the mission pure and make sure that we don't just repeat the cycle
0: kind of like the cycles you were talking about in your childhood first starts the foundation would be let's say like a community mutual aid relying on neighbors first Mm. realizing that this construct is man-made when it comes to borders when you take away the borderline there's nothing else there it's just one, it's just land we've constructed borders so that reinforces it. it's an idea that we've created
2: mm.
0: natural there's no borders in the natural world everything synchronizes everything blends together like you'll see you know things will slowly go from a forest to shrubbery to a desert and then back to shrubbery and then a forest again and then mountain range. like it blends mm-hmm. you know and so Trying to s- look back at the world, not from a man-made perspective, which is hard to do because that's what we've covered the earth with. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I think it first starts with with the constructions that we do have, which is a community, which would be starting with a community mutual aid, doing your best to if you're in a light-hearted, nourishing community or neighborhood or even aspects of the ghetto, which you know they're doing. It's cool. This is, uh, uh, guerrilla gardening in LA, uh, Uh, by LA or Chicago by, by a man who used to be an ex gangster. Who's like, man, the food that they have is shit and we need to start growing our own food. And they're not, you know, they're not caring for the black community enough. And so, all right, I'm going to instigate ways to, to help people learn how to grow their own food in their own backyards or in their own small alleyways or their own, their balconies or Mm -hmm. anywhere, you know, just so they can have their own food. So they don't have to go to the store and get shit yeah Um, i
1: i heard uh oakland
0: did the same thing because i'm from the bay area and And that may be the same maybe the same man i'm talking about i wish i remembered his name because his face is picture perfect in my mind (laughs) right now yeah they uh gorilla gardening that's that's what i know it's either that's he uh, he goes by gorilla gardener but i know it's called gorilla gardening yeah for sure kind of like like gorilla warfare you know it's like yeah do it wherever and Mm -hmm. you can make (laughs) it work yeah they uh what he what the guy i'm thinking
1: of i forget his name but um he convinced, or not even convinced, he talked to his neighbors and mm-hmm. uh, showed them another way. So mm-hmm. they broke down their their walls. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Broke down those walls behind their backyards. Yeah. And back to back neighbors created this shared community space of gardening. But it's not just that. You know, there's spaces for, uh, mm. you know, just like recreational activities yeah. and yeah, everything. Yeah. And it, it looked really beautiful. That, so I hear you.
0: That's community mutual aid, relying mm-hmm. on your neighbors, trying to be open, trying to hopefully, and if there is bad neighbors of course you know don't fully avoid them just try to help try to heal try to at least lend a helping hand if there's that yeah. grump, grumpy old man down the street that yells at all the kids all the time well try have a little bit of tolerance and courage to talk to him and just what's going on man? how are you, you need any help with anything it's, why don't you like the kids on your lawn like is there anything i can help to prevent that more like Mm -hmm. try to break these barriers of separation as Uh, much as we possibly can absolutely so that way we can commune so that way we can have black parties again so that we can have cul-de-sac gatherings Uh and that way we can be like hey i'm going out of town for a week if you know if you see something can you you know can you grab your gun and you know make sure they don't rob my house yeah sure i got you man instead of cowering in your house calling the cops waiting 10 15 minutes an hour for them to come by when you're just watching someone steal shit taking photos you know and then file a report and never get heard never hear anything back you never get your stuff back Mm -hmm. so and a lot of times this happens more in like smaller towns in the midwest or in the south or upper east and upper west parts of the country you know like washington wyoming idaho areas Uh, uh more like maine uh new york pennsylvania um know, uh the Florida area, you know, Texas and Mississippi, all the southern states, you know, they have their niches Maybe it's all the racist hicks. Beautiful suburban areas, you know, and it's it's a beautiful the good thing about the South is it's like it's a very small majority that that they're like that racist, you know, hillbilly type. Mm-hmm. You know, and even within those towns yeah, it's not everybody in those towns. You know, it's just still even a smaller majority. Yeah. Yeah know? but you got you know that's to, you that's f- that small majority the gets the uh this, the attention, gets the negativity, gets the drama and the publicity and the propaganda, you know, and then like we this is create what, these. This like is what the self is like all the time. Yeah, it's just like yeah. No, it's not like that. You have to go down there, it's very few people and most people actually you know, they don't participate in the racism mm-hmm. stuff. They actually don't like you know, to, hey yeah, don't go down there, like don't don't go to this restaurant, you know, because the owners are this or that. And like there's a lot of inherent mutual aid, mm-hmm. you know, in a lot of these smaller towns because they know Governments can't depend on that, especially now. In the last few years, you're yeah. really starting to realize that. More. Yeah, yeah. And I think with the whole border thing, back to that, that it starts with that. It starts with breaking individual uh, borders of separation. Absolutely.
1: You know? When when you had said that um, and talking about you know just go talk to the old man who doesn't want their kids on their lawns, I was I was thinking it just break down these physical borders outside of ourselves mm-hmm. we we have to break down those borders that as hard as
0: it can we feel, create hard, because we minds. like to put scenarios in our minds we like to try to rationalize mm-hmm. things we like to try to excuse ourselves from putting in efforts to things that are risky but without risk there's no reward mm-hmm. and without going we'll never know yeah. like that's a scary thing like love okay let's, let's put mm-hmm. that on the table for a moment love it um like we all want love but sometimes we feel like we don't deserve it or we feel like it's too good to be true or like oh i can't put it out there because of a distance thing or because oh i like i'm they're more i feel them more as a friend and i don't want to ruin the friendship but i do really love them and it's just like go if you have the inherent drive Mm -hmm. to love that person risk it because at the end of the day you may regret it if you feel it, express it don't suppress it or yeah. you might regret it yeah you know that's the thing I always go with like absolutely and the best thing is if you have a friend that you feel like you love, maybe they feel that way too mm-hmm. and the best way to have a long lasting relationship is to cultivate a friendship first anyhow and and friends let it naturally grow. and that's the thing about I've learned with men. Um, as learning from anecdotal experience learning Uh lessons and then also experiential just observation yeah is that like side note women have have the most at stake when it comes to finding a mate Mm -hmm. when it comes to like they carry womb they you know they they they're very like men are very tricky you know they can fall very easily for the bad boy type because of the illusion of protection, because mm-hmm. the illusion of how oh, they can protect me, they can you know do this and that. But then there's an offset of well, he may be verbally and physically aggressive if he doesn't get his way from you, mm-hmm. and then that's not good. And so women have these this this sort of tug of war because they want a man that's dependable and loyal and able to you know provide, but they also want a man that's strong and to protect them. But they all don't want a man that's overly aggressive. So you want they want a man that can be violent. And it has the capability, but is humbled enough and aware enough to suppress it and know the difference. Yeah. To choose peace. Exactly. And and not be harmless. Exactly. And only, not be harmful. And only be, only be harmful when it comes to danger. If either they're in danger, you're in danger, or a child, or anyone else. Otherwise, you suppress, there's no violence. No,
1: I'd I'd like to clarify what I said. Yeah, of course. To choose peace. Choose peace. Because you're capable of harm. Ah, okay, thank you. Thank to you. not be harmless. Thank you, thank you. I love that. We don't want We no, don't no, want to no. be
0: harmless. Thank you, thank you, thank you. That was we want to make yeah, sure, I like, wanna, it's our you choice, that. you know? Exactly. Yeah. Um, and then another thing on that is, like, the, uh... Man, what was I thinking of? Sorry for cutting you off. No, that's yeah. fine, that's fine. I appreciate the clarity. You want a man that's that's willing to protect them as well. Oh, and for the men, mm-hmm. you know, out there, it's like, I've noticed that... <laughs> women will I've seen women post on the internet and even heard them speak to me on, online and you know or in person it's like it's really hard to find a male friend that just doesn't that doesn't want to have sex. Mm. And it's like I'm sorry but the truth is due to our biology do our biology of millions of years of seeking to procreate to have the species survive almost if you're an attractive woman almost every single male friend you have will have an urge or at least a thought. Mm-hmm. But the difference is as a woman knows but men don't, well, I feel, a lot of the time they confuse it. Mm-hmm. I said what you want to do as a man is to not try to have sex with every single beautiful woman you see. You want to be friends with them first. Mm-hmm. Because that cultivates trust mm-hmm. from, from the woman to you. And then an openness and the potential to where if she actually finds you attractive, shoot the balls in her court to then choose and interact with you. Instead of you trying to force your way, you're trying to flirt and convince and, you know because flow naturally it should be conscious decision not uh not this chase hey choose me because of this because of this because it's like no just be who you are and if they choose you they choose you and if not guess what you have a genuine feminine friend that men need right we need more that balance like Mm -hmm. you know like yeah man
1: yeah no so um getting into a little bit of like my journey please um i was in therapy and about six months in um, is when I started to really do some like deep work and I, I started to realize like, cause before that I was like, you know, like I'll go to therapy, um, to see if there's things wrong with me. I had a lot of ego. I was like, you know what? Yeah, sure. There's something wrong. Yeah. Um, and six months in, like <laughs> I, I started to really break down my, my walls. And one of the questions Beautiful. I asked my therapist was, uh, you know, like I don't like how much I sexualize women. Mm-hmm. Um, I mm-hmm. don't want to be driving down the street and be like instantly
0: attracted. Looking and at want butt, like, right? I want exactly. to look at eyeballs. I want to look at eyeballs, uh-huh. not see be. the person. And yeah, exactly. You know, my
1: therapist helped me out a little bit, and she yeah. she reinforced like that's partly like you said, like natural biological
0: chemistry with the testosterone. There. Like, uh-huh. I, have, I tell women it's like you know like women who when they're older like after menopause they sometimes they go through they go for uh, uh, testosterone treatment to help them balance themselves they're out They're home okay yeah and um or people who are transitioning uh-huh. um they have anecdotal experiences of like oh my god i understand it's like to be a man now mm. oh my god I'm, i feel so sorry for them like they have all this testosterone and we're having to do them all the time yeah wow like all the sexual thoughts that women would start having and the urges and like, oh my gosh, like I'm actually attracted like, whoa, what's going on here? Like mm-hmm. all these crazy sexual thoughts or even being attracted to females that they've, you know, that they would never be attracted to or just yeah. urges for their lover that they've never had before. And and it's, just, it's like that yeah, drive, that primal fire. drive. Exactly. And yeah. You need to feel that from this is what we feel at times 10 Uh uh-huh since the time we're nine years old even for some men yeah you know all the way till the day we die
1: when it starts to ramp up doesn't stop no absolutely and um this this holds true for all your neurochemical like processes we as humans attach our feelings to our thoughts and our actions Mm -hmm. and that's what um exploring this sexual objectification and this like me feeling like overstimulated all the time in, in mm-hmm. terms of like sex. Uh, I read a book um, by, I forget his name, but I'll, I'll link it. Um, it was Sex Addiction 101. Mm. And while I never felt like I was addicted, I did feel like this compulsivity and I didn't want that compulsivity. Right, right. And so I learned, you know, it, it took me a long time, like a year, which can be a long time, cannot, but that I did not have to attach those those drives those impulses Mm -hmm. to my actions so yeah sure i felt that that urge to look at that but i didn't have to though now right because i had a moral code that i wanted to live by which is like i want to treat all beings with respect exactly and not not see them as an object not see them for Mm -hmm. a purpose but see them for who they are exactly and um that has really changed my life a lot and i've i've been able to do a lot of what you've said even with Uh, people who excuse me no you're totally fine uh people who maybe i had started out with those it's okay (laughs) with those intentions Mm -hmm. um i've been able to redefine our relationships and our friendships into you know that that solid foundation you Mm -hmm. were talking about and what's amazing is that's where trust is built yes exactly. And, and you feel safe to explore love with somebody because you know it's not built on just primal yes, chemicals or, you know yeah, it's just it's, bio- yeah. biology yeah yeah and it's mm-hmm. it's a conscious choice
0: mm-hmm. i love that um like i was talking with a friend of mine and she was like in a sense you know it wasn't like an argument it was just like a freaking out opinions i guess mm-hmm. and i was like, like she's like you choose who you fall in love with and i was like do you, though? Like, emotionally, because of myself, emotionally, mm-hmm. I love everybody. And then romantically, it'll just happen. Wow, I really, I want to really romantically love this woman. Mm-hmm. You know, so emotionally, it's not a choice. It's just inherent. Mm-hmm. But then with the physical aspect, yeah, you choose who you fall in love with because you, then you act upon it. You choose to act upon it and you choose not to. Ah, uh, yeah. You know, so it's, like it's the polarity of it all. Mm-hmm. You know, you, build, you both choose and you don't choose. You, you, emotionally, we can't always control our emotions because they're not us they're part of us so because we're beyond our physical bodies we're beyond the mind Mm -hmm. this is all like some sort of radio or a a, a conduit for energy and experience and vibrations and frequencies to experience themselves yes and we use our brains and our brain stems and and our nerves and everything to to cultivate that out to express Mm -hmm. that out and make it physical whether it be for our words or our actions or or even our imaginations and creations
1: controversial uh, question. Yes. Do we choose abuse? If we, if we choose
0: love, right, do we choose abuse? Yes. Okay. There, there's a point that we can, yeah, I think, I think it's, uh, when we become comfortable with it, when we feel like this is what we deserve. And there's sometimes we can be abused enough in our lifetimes to where, when we're not being abused, we feel like we're not worthy of being alive or not willing to, to be worthy of even love like women who are attached to abusive relationships because they feel like the violence shows them all the well they love me because they could protect me and being physical on me because they're teaching me or they're adjusting me or you know i was wrong or no 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 and absolutely no (laughs) Mm -hmm. it's like that's not love that's not that's not a man who wants to protect you it's a man who wants to control you Mm. you know or you know or that's a parent that wants to you know live their football fantasies through you dude like don't just go to high school football just because your dad failed college football oh man hey hey honey don't fucking go for the rich guy just because your mom wants you to go for the rich guy just Mm. because it made her life easier because she didn't want to work too hard or because she did work really hard and regretted it and now she's married to a rich man and can live her life freely yeah don't don't do what your parents want you to do yeah it's like there's a difference between what our parents really would want for us and what our parents want for them through us Mm-hmm. It's a big. It's a hard thing to decipher sometimes because well, our parents are our first influence, and who they give us the who book. Yeah, why would they discern to us that this is their selfish what they want? Like this is that they they want to live their dreams through us. Yeah, they're gonna make it seem like it's our fantasies. They're gonna make it seem like it's what we want. You, you want to go to football practice, right, Billy? You right? <laughs> wink, wink. It's like, yeah, Dad. Fine, I want to go when the kid already knows at that age it's because the dad wants him to do it because the dad likes football and but they want to make their parents proud and fulfill their dreams really that boy maybe just wants to dance Mm -hmm. maybe that boy wants to play music Mm -hmm. maybe that boy wants to play basketball maybe he doesn't want to play football maybe he doesn't like being tackled maybe he wants to jump really high kids is a big one you know like dang yeah
1: (laughs) maybe maybe your child doesn't want to have a child Maybe, maybe right. they, you know.
0: exactly. You know, it's like.
1: Maybe they don't want to sit down you know, and my, yeah, my ex, that she, marriage. Yeah, my ex is like,
0: I don't want, you know, a traditional marriage. I don't want kids. And it's like, hey, I want to get married, but like a ceremonial thing to be cool. Like a shamanistic or like a different culture, you know. You know, you know, you know maybe just sign the papers just for the legal thing. Mm-hmm. We don't need no big church or this or that or like kids. It's like, yeah, I'd like a family, but. I wouldn't mind having at least maybe one of my own kids but also I would love to adopt. I'd love to help yeah, a child who's absolutely. already here without their own consent. Like cuz we no kid asked we didn't ask the child, "Hey, is it okay if I, you know, ejaculate and <laughs> make sure that she isn't create life yeah, real quick can I, can I create <laughs> you, you know? It's like I mean there's fun spiritual aspects of like yes, your child does choose the parent and karma and, mm-hmm. and beautiful lessons like that and I do um I subscribe to those sort of theories and, and and ideologies because it's fun yeah and it makes sense it's like because with, with my own life it makes sense that i would have chosen the chaotic life that i lived in order to cultivate this resilient spirit mm. to show that hey you don't have to grow bitter just because you had a bitter childhood you can grow better yeah and it's possible you're okay you're here right now
1: absolutely i i agree um reflecting on my life and and what i went through i would not have changed anything because exactly it's gotten me here to mm-hmm. this moment talking mm-hmm. to another very conscious being and <laughs> spreading you know <clears throat> this message this this shared message that we, we both feel mm-hmm. very deeply in our hearts um, And very uh,
2: crazy
0: I want to touch on one of the questions about what you told me what really like the core inspiration for this uh, of what I'm doing yes um, you know it started off uh, about this years ago because I was always into spirituality and detachment and just wanting to I always had the idea to do this. Mm -hmm. Um, And at the time, my ex and I were together, and it was just, okay, I'm going to buy this, and it's going to be an idea. Once I have the time to do it, you know, Mm -hmm. I'll do it. And then we started traveling, and all this and that, and we came back, and, you know um it was amazing we traveled for a whole year from february 2021 to february 2022 we lived on homesteads in texas so we lived in a native airbnb in texas you know we traveled to new orleans we drove all all the way to uh, florida We lived there for three months in a nudity place that was really fun. <laughs> it was a little sketchy so we left after a while you know like it was all under the table rent and like oh, okay you know the like guy was kind of a hardcore a new york city harbor guy shit talker mm-hmm. like you know like it was all the, it was it was fun but it was like yeah we need to get the fuck out and so we decided that then from there she found us a like a wild blueberry farm to work on in maine for like two months because the real blueberry get this real blueberry season is only like two to three months long in america all the, that's why all the blueberries year-round are mostly from like uh are from all our all different parts of the world yeah um usually it's like i think it's mid 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 year you'll see blueberries from like the usa mm. um but this place they, they it's wild blueberries so it's native to the area in the Maine. in Maine, and yeah so, i heard it's beautiful up oh, there we were there right in uh
1: at summertime oh nice. peak spring summer i think is it it's not too humid up there because it's pretty far north
0: right yeah yeah, yeah the humidity is pretty temperate okay compared okay. to florida right <laughs> 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 yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Um, And then, you know, then we went to uh, upstate New York to see my family. And I was able to see my mom for All like right, the yeah. third time in my life. Okay. Oh, wow. Um, yeah. Because she when left I'm She left when I was three. Okay. Um, in order to better herself because, you know, trying to, she knew she wasn't a fit mom. Mm-hmm. And then I saw her again when my grandmother got custody of me. And now it was just like a brief, you know, few minutes, hugged her in court. And, you know, that was it. Exchange numbers. And then the actual second time, like the real time, I actually went to go visit her was uh, like i was maybe like 18 19 yeah and uh, i was like for a good two weeks okay and she lived in upstate new york in like the woodsy like countryside area you know so it's very beautiful lived off the land like she's a prepper hardcore like anti-government kind of stuff ah, I gotcha, she's gotcha. also a very spiritual woman so it's like even though all the hardcore rebellion of her young age and uh-huh. on the streets and drugs and stuff she was very rooted in spirit know she loves mother earth you know mm-hmm. always calls her mother spirit you know calls me her star child you know you're here for a reason you know like very into like gems and like her native culture because i mean my great great like fourth great grandmother was mohawk indian okay. i like you know oh, where, where's the dna you know but it's i believe all of our ancestry is within our dna no mm-hmm. matter what you know energy is neither created nor destroyed therefore our ancestors are watching us yeah absolutely and so and i've always resonated with the native culture ever since i was a child for some reason and then my mom told me a long time ago well it's in you i'm like okay i was in texas and i was in the homestead that we were at was on native land Mm -hmm. and i had visions during meditations Mm -hmm. of me being born into a native hut with the shaman in front and the woman being uh, held by the husband and she was, cra- She was, you know, because the real birthing process is you're squatting. You shouldn't be laying down. It's bad for the back. It's bad for everything. You know, modern-day hospitals are literally traumatizing to the body. Mm. Um, and it's another reason why they tear a lot. It's because the gravity of the baby is tearing through between, mm. you know, the, the canal and the ass. So, but when you're squatting, it's less of that okay it's still possible if the baby's really wide it's, it's but it wouldn't be as bad as when you're fucking laying there and you have that gravity force yeah you down it's just all your muscles exactly interesting so anyway and so they had the i was i could feel myself being born through the womb and she was crouched out and being held by the husband and the shaman was in front dancing doing his thing with his mask and the rest of the tribe was inside of the hut shoulder to shoulder like this just dancing and yeah. chanting and like it felt very like it, it was like a. They all. It felt like they're all like masks on, you know. Mm-hmm. But I could tell it was just the distortion of the faces because this is an old. I could tell this is a very old ancestral memory. Mm-hmm. And then weeks later.
1: Question: I, Did yes. did you do anything specific to bring that? I was memory, just meditating. Was, you were just meditating. Just meditating. What did that look like for you?
0: Oh man. Very translucent visions. It was almost like like a grainy ethereal dream state. Yeah. Laying down. No, I was uh, I was sitting sitting lotus position okay on top of a uh, exposed outside deck overlooking just the vast the valleys and the forests and everything yeah um i,
1: I only ask because yes. i i've had a similar kind of experience mm-hmm. um very native i i want to say it was like central america so like very nice i yeah. do have native blood in, in yes. me myself like indigenous um i want to say central american so like maybe mayan culture Beautiful. and uh, Wow. i have like a very similar vision in a meditative state that i was in and uh, yeah it was at the end of my life though i was old and my my entire beautiful family that i had cultivated Mm -hmm. was around me in a you know in a hut or a (laughs) teepee and it it just felt like there's no there's no
0: coincidences to that like the fact that you have the same similar experience but uh, yeah it's it's crazy i love ancient cultures yeah most, especially indigenous ones because even the ones from all around the world they have these similarities the way the pyramids are built the way some of the separate drawings of the same deities have, they have like mm. similarities mm-hmm. you know the pyramids align with certain constellations all over the world like why mm-hmm. is that like how
3: yeah how,
0: like, how do they know you know it's mm-hmm. like they all talk about beings in the sky or a war of galactic craziness that's going on that mm. we can't see. But you know, if you're in a shamanistic sort of mind state, you can see these things: Absolutely. mushrooms, or LSD, or peyote, or ayahuasca—things that Ooh, come ayahuasca. from the earth. You yeah. know, that's my probably um, my next mission. Nice, no, beautiful, ayahuasca, beautiful. I haven't yet. I've yeah. done, you know, I've done I, I've done acid. Um, okay. Sadly, you know, of course, you have your mishaps of analogs and bullshit. Mm-hmm. But um, mushrooms is definitely very grounded. But it's also it's a very intense experience mm. because it's dealing with you that's earth. We are mushrooms. Like we have mycelium and uh chains of our DNA mycelium, mycelium, mycelium that works everywhere. Mimic, like the almost one brain. to one the, the neurological connection. So with microdosing, brains, yeah, yeah microdosing actually grows your neurons. Okay. So does macrodosing but yes. but that comes at the expense of the hardcore trip, you know. Yes. But micro dosing, yes. you can have just like a little bit of a of a cap or a stem and not feel anything, but uh-huh. maybe a heightened sense of awareness, a heightened sense of sight and hearing, but no a little more connected. Right? Yeah, but no, yeah. maybe a tiny bit of translucency. You can see color a little bit better. It's a little more vibrant. But your pupils aren't crazy yeah. dilated. You you're know? not. You're not. You're not exposed to the world that you're right. tripping. Like, <laughs> yeah, I
1: um, I just watched Fantastic <coughs> Fungi. Yes. Oh um, God, <laughs> I love that. Yeah, I saw yeah. that. Yeah, I
0: saw that when it came out with my yeah. Hex, my dude. my
1: brother had uh, uh, recommended it to me and my mom, and so we were sitting there watching it and the uh, beginning talks about the mycelium networks and yep. you know they're talking how closely it relates to the brains and then my mom was talking about what would, i mean it survives
0: the vacuum of space interesting it is, it's uh. been found Mycelium's been found on asteroids that's why the theory that that it came that, it, that it's extra and that we're technically extraterrestrials because we adapted you know mycelium came and it created all life mm-hmm. and they were just evolved from that and that's what yeah yeah interesting when you, i mean you look at the body you really look at the body okay it's Stem it's, it's stem then poop a mushroom head. Mm-hmm. You look at a penis. Oh. And it's a mushroom head. Like you look at the you look at the bars come out of it? You look Yeah. <laughs> if you look at the you look at the inside of, of, of a vaginal canal. It's like whoop and then boom, like a mushroom. Yeah. You know, it's man, there's no coincidence. Interesting. Interesting. I stone, love that. That's why I like the Stone Dape theory, it's really fun. Yeah. I yeah. I, I, I haven't delved it, like too like deep into it. I feel it I feel like it's starting to become less of a theory and more of a hopefully a proven thing. Uh, yeah. yeah,
1: yeah, absolutely. I mean it's just the evidence we look for but Mm -hmm. what i was um what my mom was talking about (coughs) was you know she was like it you know we go down into the ground and as the the documentary explains you know like fungus decomposes our body and we go back to the earth and then out of that the uh, mushroom sprouts and you know the life cycle kind of begins again what i was what i was making a connection with when she said that was that well if the mycelium networks look like you know our neuron neuronal networks is it it's a theory is it possible you know it's a hypothesis it's a question that those mycelium networks contain the memories the uh, I have, memories doesn't fully suffice what i'm trying to say but i'm gonna blow your mind the, the ancestral kind of like and then when we take the mushrooms yeah. it we Open up to their experiences, you yes. know, and, and we can feel and understand more because that's what I experience when I'm mm-hmm. on mushrooms. Like, yeah, I understand more, I'm more connected. I'm mm-hmm. these walls in my mind, they all come down, and I feel like I have almost like an avatar state from Avatar. Yeah, basically
0: playing God for yourself, yeah, you know, with uh, yeah, which is really fun because there's a theory that God is, you know, because uh, I don't subscribe to religions, so mm-hmm. I just love the ideas, um, <laughs> that God. There's a fundamental theory. theory. Okay, God is infinity, right? So if you're experiencing infinity, that gets boring after a while because you can do everything all the time. Mm-hmm. So why wouldn't you just experience yourself in infinite finitude? Yes. You know? And yes. So in other words, God exploded himself to create the entirety of the universe in an infinite manner in order to experience finite material existence. Yeah, because all material transforms. Like we're fractured. We're like, a frac- like taking yeah. a, a God created us in His and image, this. exactly. Yeah, and gr- it's so it's. I like to think about it like that.
1: I, I do know. like that. I do like that, and so I've I've heard this. Uh, oh yeah, come about, thing, yes. which was you know the more I want to get back to the mushroom thing afterwards. Oh like yeah, yeah, yeah. The more we like dig deeper or go out right the more mm. we learn that it's like it's it's yeah. infinite yep. you know in yep. both directions and it's it's this question that i always play with myself it's like when is enough enough michael when when do you stop looking for answers when do you just accept what
0: reality when is when you start putting in action what do you mean by that Let's say in the psychedelic sense, mm-hmm. you know, we go to these places because maybe we have a situation we want to deal with internally, emotionally, spiritually. We want to figure out how to deal with it, and maybe understand it. Yes, it's going to give us the answers, but it's up to us to act upon those answers oh. outside of that state yes. in order to implement them. You yes, know? integration. Yes. yes, yeah, yes. Uh, like yeah. when is it? When is it enough seeking, and then when is it time for doing? Yeah, you, you know. know a lot of times, so many people go in there for answers, 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 and then they come out and they're like, "I'm so confused." I saying like, "Cause you're not." you're not doing what they're meant to be telling you to do, which is to come here for reflection and stay in the reality that Mm -hmm. you're born into for the action of the progress. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people get stuck. We we think that the action and all the progress is in the mind state,
1: and
3: it's not. in the action
1: state. Yeah. No, that's interesting. I connect that with my view of therapy. You know, Mm -hmm. you can have the best therapist, and that hour-long session tells you everything you need to know about what you need to do in your life, but if you lack the mental fortitude, the willingness to put that in action with your actual life and your relationships it's not going to help you the first 10 minutes after you get out the door it's just gone (laughs) (laughs) yeah i have a um a really good friend of mine um and we're exploring love and everything and she she does this really amazing thing which is uh she takes notes like not just <gasps> with her therapist wow, but like yeah. i've never even had that thought to that's sit amazing. down and take notes but even when we talk like in a conversation like this she'd like pull out her notebook and take some notes i love that and it's I like love that. Wow. oh man i hope to find
0: that <laughs> that's awesome <laughs> yeah, man yeah. wow it's an amazing Beautiful. practice and i love that yeah because like, you really remember and you're able to like really like okay this is who this person is yes you know, and then you're able to like reflect on that, and then you're able to like, oh, they told me about this, but I'm gonna give them a gift based on this, or I'm mm-hmm. gonna go, you know, give them a video based on this. Mm-hmm. Or I'm just gonna, oh, cool. I'm, in- I never thought about something like that cool let me look at it for myself and then we can i can indulge in them more so it's like hey you told me about this the other day and i looked into it for myself and i found this out what did you did you know about this too like mm. you know it's beautiful that's awesome man that's, yeah yeah. i hope that cultivates continually i hope that continues to cultivate yeah there absolutely man. that's yeah.
1: great it's man. a great practice she does and i, I, I yeah. love it I, I hope i hope to of find course. some version of that for myself yeah. that works and fits for me in my life um yeah because yeah, yeah. we all inspire each other it's really cool. yeah yeah i love how you're talking about the uh how it allows you to make even deeper connections mm-hmm. right um just just inquiring deeper exactly you know, like having the, having the notebook it's always r- more about yourself right home. right
0: it's always more about the, the self and the other is infinite uh-huh. you know it's an onion layer that can continuous appeal the core is never ending the core is always expanding or shrinking because yeah. we're always finding more or expanding more. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, I, yeah. I uh, before I came here, mm-hmm. um, I was a little bit nervous because like you know it's been yeah i have done we done a podcast yeah yeah and it's been months mm-hmm. since I like actually got here and, and recorded you know yeah. I had episodes in the bank that I never released uh-huh. and um, I sat there with myself and I I, I journaled. Um, and i haven't journaled in like a month and so i was like you know just just write it out yeah and i figured out what was making me nervous and it was that i was calling myself out on my own bullshit you know wow. stopping the excuses yeah. of, like why haven't you put those episodes Beautiful. out why haven't you yeah. gone out and meet people and record with them or, or uh-huh. extend that arm to record with people and i was like well michael you're you're in that like you said that action phase you know like you have everything you need like just do it now yep do like it. Shia
0: LaBeouf said, man, don't let your dreams be dreams, man. Do oh, it, absolutely. go, <laughs>
1: yeah, no excuses. Absolutely. Like, Which is interesting that you ju- uh, you just said that because it sparked <laughs> like corporations and and Nike, right? If if so, yeah. If, if society is just, society's it, just oh, built of of um
0: i'm not trying to market people right right <laughs>
1: Society's built on on individuals right and these individuals grow into the illusion
0: g- of individualism yes think about that. yes
1: yes the in- illusion of individualism but then we grow into these conglomerates and these corporations mm. and we sometimes when they get that big the 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 message they're trying to spread is is lost like think yeah. i think about walmart right like I truly do not believe the founders of Walmart intended, intended. <laughs> to slave be. labor right. and,
0: and cheap crap materials and bad wages for their employees. Yeah, no. If you think about what, like, yeah, what they, it provides. They, they sold the company with intents to hopefully the people who bought it is going to do well in their name. Uh-huh. Hopefully. Right. You know, you, you'd like to hope that, yeah, please take care of my company for this amount of billions of dollars. Yes, I hope you do well with
2: it. You mm-hmm.
0: said like, yeah, sure, do whatever the fuck you want. I don't care. I gave him my money. Yeah but exactly like i if i had no i wouldn't that would never be my intent yeah i don't think it's anyone's true business intent to screw people over right or screw their employees over yeah you know majority of the time and
1: what's crazy is i think you know walmart had to start somewhere oh yeah exactly maybe it started in those community sharing projects that we were talking about most
0: stores do There's there's like like a a community market of some sort a farmer's market and it just gets more attention or someone bought a small little shop Mm -hmm. and they were able to add some shelves into it and sell their homemade stuff and it just grew and grew and grew and grew, and grew you know like and yeah. so now where my brain goes is
1: when we get to the global scale of things mm-hmm. is that how do we overcome that because mm, wow we try you know yeah. the community is here right. right ocean beach you know there's a reason you chose this this yeah. place to spread your mission and start your mission right trying to do this on the grand scale. We that's run into
0: problems. Exactly, and that's why I've kind of really to go to one of the questions as to why I chose OB. Yeah, is because it has that the openness, that chance, the potential of vulnerability, and and accepting the vulnerability of being able to put yourself out there. Because there's always people performing here. You know, I got the homeless people out here that you know some of them are amazing. Like just some of the homeless people that live out on the streets here that are like phenomenal talent. There's this one guy I wish I remembered his name. You got a dog's like this. And his girlfriend, or, or I don't know if it's girlfriend, but you know, she plays a banjo, and she's fucking flawless. Amazing banjo, and he has an amazing voice. And they, you know, I wish I remember their names, but they're awesome. You'll you know? probably they, see them later. Exactly. <laughs> you know, they, they come to open mic night when they can afford it or whatever. Oh, gotcha. You know, like, I don't know all their situations, so I don't want to be presumptuous or assume anything. But, like, all, all, all I know is that I see them on the streets on Newport, and they kick ass. Like, they, they're really talented. For sure. And hopefully they hear this. I love you guys. <laughs> yeah. You know, I really do. Um, but yeah, I chose OB because of the openness the vibes, and then it's like I can really set my foundation of cultivating how I want to perform mm. there. and also it's a perfect place to grow because it's a tourist destination. Yes, you know people from all over San Diego, all over sometimes even the country, even the world I've seen I've heard different accents and stuff you know I've heard people oh wow, I can't believe this is really cool San Diego we got to come back here next year after we come out of Europe like out of Europe and know oh, what what the hell? So, perfect area to spread that message to get, you know, a bigger marketing connection when it comes to spreading it out there on Instagram or whatever. But it's just to spread it out there because I had someone from Wisconsin the other day. Mm-hmm. Uh, the other week come up to me like, please stop, please stop. Like, I need to, I need to cherish this memory. Please, can I take a photo mm. and a video? Oh, my God. Like, oh my, she was crying. Like, she felt so inspired. because she doesn't get that over there exactly and for me it it brought tears to my eyes you know expect like every week man and it's it hasn't stopped where i am i'm I'm putting myself out there i'm completely whole i'm what i'm the mission is spreading the unconditional love the radical love and truth that i feel for all beings and myself Mm -hmm. and trying to find ways to do that and the best way that i found for myself to do it was to have a garment on that just represents love, or just uh, simplicity, or simplicity. Sorry. It's a reinforcer, exactly. It's a reinforcer, and it's a costume. You know, gives a little attention, but yeah. it was my own practice because I wanted to always do this. You know, sometimes if in the summertime, I'm going to be naked underneath this. Yeah, you know, but right now it's a little chilly sometimes <laughs> at night, so I got a cool sh- I got a few shirts on. You know, but I'm making signs and spreading love and you know anytime I give someone a hug I give a personalized affirmation to that person it's just mm-hmm. intuitive you know hey you're worthy of being alive whatever you may be going through it's okay mm-hmm. you know hey you're beautiful hey you have a great soul I hope you get home safe like something just endearing that I because I really you know you know people may not believe this people think it's pompous hippie I really do care I really do love everybody I like, was gonna
1: touch on that And it's I,
0: hard to, to really feel that. Because every week, man, I get different reactions. Like Mostly all of it's positive. Like 97%, 98%, uh-huh. 99.9% is positive. But it's those little bits of like, everyone's lovable. No, they're not. You know, mm-hmm. oh, hey, can I read your sign? Oh, okay, nice outfit, dude. You know, like things like that. You know, someone came up to me the other day and he was pointing straight at my face. He's like, man. I was like you're not Jesus. And I turn around and I'm like, I know I'm not just a man on a mission to love like all right dude projection exactly same thing with the guys like no one's lovable it's like you're just thinking with someone who's hurt you man yeah it's okay and, and you know and that's all you can do you can just love them <laughs> <Exactly>. even more And <laughs> at, at the end of the night yeah. you know like after all the reciprocation after all the love after all the people who come up and vent just because hmm. you know people and i give advice like and you know i just love people and i give flowers out you know i hug kids come up to me and hug me and like it's just you know I, I feel it all I feel all the love and I feel the lack of love I feel mm-hmm. all the reciprocation and I feel all the, the the faith and the lack of faith I feel very the, observant. Well, am pondering and, and I, I, I soak it all in. And so a lot of times when I'm you know riding on the trolley and the bus home, I'm shaking. I'm overwhelmed with f- the vibration. I'm you know it's like I'm on the verge. of that Sometimes I cry. Yeah, I weep. Uh-huh. You know, but it's it's an ecstatic, overwhelming, blissful, heart wrenching combination of, of feeling.
1: Because going back to it, like this is not something easy to do. No. It's not. It's it's something powerful because you're giving energy out simultaneously taking on so much energy from other people and that that can be
0: draining. And knowing that this is it's a world I it's like in myself and it's just maybe own my own personal thing that keeps me motivated. Yeah. I feel like I'm carrying the weight of the world with this sort of message. Yeah. You know, because it's like I want the whole world to hear. This is a this is a worldly message. This is a worldly unifying universal message that needs to be heard. And that needs to be continually taught and reminded and that has been taught and reminded for ages. People have died for this message. People have been murdered for this message. Absolutely. You know, and I'm willing to go that distance. I really am. A friend of mine, John Black Conway, John Conway, I fucking love you, dude. <laughs> like you know he's like are you really like after years of just think you know, when i got into psychedelics and psychology and everything i was really before i even got into psychedelics i was into a lot of spirituality and psychology already yes so i was uh, able to gain a lot of foundation of not really what to expect but how to handle the situations and the emotional turmoils and divisions and the feelings of under a psychedelic substance mm-hmm. and so when i did do it i was able to f- i had some sort of familiarity to be comfortable with the unexpected, <laughs> you know. Yeah. So. Okay. Gotcha. With him, here you know we were, i always talk about how radical my ideas of love were and everything. He's like, "Are you really willing to be a martyr?" And I'm like, you "Really, dude?" I'm like, "Yeah, I'm not just saying that. I, I will die for this. I'm willing to." Like because. If you're not, then you're gonna
1: fear death. Exactly. I don't if fear you, it. If, if you if you're I can't if you're not fully the embodiment of what you want to be, mm-hmm. that's what that's where all these negative uh behaviors and thought patterns and uh just self-destructive on the individual level and on the global scale that's yes. where all that self-destruction comes from if, <clears throat>
0: if you're scared to be mm-hmm. the embodiment of what you are and, and truly to talk to talk and walk to walk the yeah truly because yeah, and i'm i've been the type of person throughout my life is my word is my bond and my actions are my seal where does my bond and my actions oh, I, I like that you know and I so like and at the end of the day hey maybe my actions may not align with the seal at, all the time but they do eventually i always make sure that, like say if i owe someone money you know hey man yeah. make sure i could pay you back with this day and they say life happens and i can't but hey man i got you don't worry like mm-hmm. that kind of stuff or like when i say i'm going to be somewhere i'm going to be there yeah, you know, when I say I got you, I got you. Yeah, you know, when I say, hey man, yeah, I got you for gas money, or hey man, I can pick you up, I got you. That's so important. And, you know, I'm, I've always been the reliable one in my friend group. I've always been the person to where like they can come to, invent. When I lived with my grandmother, it was a house of well being. It was a house right. of if you're stressful, if you need a place to stay, if you need a plate to eat, come over. I got yeah. you. You're safe here. And that's what I want to cultivate. Once I have my own space, my own house. Yeah need that i want that for people
1: and and it's true because uh it's one of the first things i said to you when we were um setting this up it was i, I love the communication yeah because it shows so clearly that this is something you wanted to do and it, it wasn't one of those you know yeah no we should definitely do it and then just
0: let it slip you know, under like, the no i'm committed man as, yeah. as soon as you said podcast i'm like this is an opportunity to have this documented absolutely you know and i was like i gotta take it and because put it like, out on a global yeah, scale it's,
1: literally it's, it's a reverberation (laughs) of your mission here in ocean beach it's it's going to push out there and that's uh, that's why i started this podcast to bring these missions and show the similarities between all the people that i meet on my Mm -hmm. travels and and it's something i want to read real quick yeah absolutely Please continue um no i mean i think that was that was it however i did have a question and i hope we remember can you repeat your uh quote my words are my bond and my actions are my seal at the very end and then we'll
0: uh, <laughs> of course of course so that one sign that i showed uh about the vibrating to similarities not the differences yeah um if people who saw it and you may have noticed that midnight is spelled differently than the mm-hmm. actual word because it is a band name of a reggae band that i listened to religiously mm-hmm. um you know 80 plus albums that came out in 89 uh they're from the virgin islands of saint croix and they're all about, you know, praising Jah Rastafari, the Rastafarians' uh, uh, image of who they feel the living God is. And I respect that and I love it um, because it instigates and enables truth. instigate instigates and enables them to spread the having faith of message of love and unity and defying skin tone and you know, teaching the children and, and defying the government and defying authority and diving deep into what's really going on and behind the bales of the system and exposing it. And, chanting down Babylon chisel down the system that kind of stuff okay and so and also like finding the divinity within you finding love within you treating women as the celestial appeal that they are because every single woman has the has uh, the gestation of the universe within their womb and they <laughs> need to be respected and loved and appreciated as such it's, it's literally a you know, portal our, yeah it's, it's, a it's portal the portal it's a, the portal that's why I love uh, the Orion the Orion Nebula I've, I created this shirt. I'll show oh, you. I'll show okay, you more of yeah. it later. Absolutely. Um, the, the you know ancient. I'm sure, as you know, ancient civilizations. You know, were star people, uh-huh. or uh, some indigenous cultures like like uh, especially Egyptians, but also uh, some natives and here in America and even mm-hmm. South America, they connect to the Orion Nebula, the Orion's Belt, the stellar nursery that's in between the belt, because they know from themselves that that is the essence of the creation of this potential corner of the galaxy yeah and that orion nebula is just a stellar nursery and stellar nurseries are the creations of the gases and in, in the essences of creation a- absolutely it, it's literally it's the so
1: beginning of star formation it's it's so and it's exactly. all the gases yep uh, it's madness, stars planets advancing. and
0: everything and so like because it's the creation of light and guess what light's created from the darkness of space ah. question yes your name is that given by your
1: parents yes that's my, so crazy. hilariously
0: enough you know my dad wanted to call me nicodemus uh it was some title some name of someone in the bible mm-hmm. and once he found that out he's like i don't want no biblical name and my son you know I guess, uh, supposedly nicodemus was someone who may have betrayed jesus or something like that i don't know um but my dad was like nah he was gonna name him orion because well my mom loved the name and also my dad would always see the constellation any time he walked outside at night no coincidences, you know. And so that was my name, Orion. And when I, like, as I got older, I kind of laughed about it because, like, my name is mentioned in the Bible. I think at least twice. Mm. <laughs> so they, ah ha, dad, <laughs> sorry, my name's still in the <laughs> Bible. <laughs> but it's you know, I, I I resonate with that. I resonate with the nebula. I resonate yeah. with the essence of the creation. The fact that if there's something about that constellation that is connects all different ancient cultures for some reason yeah and, and, and
1: where my brain goes is um like i like how you say
0: that by the way where yeah. my brain goes i love <laughs> that it's so cool uh
1: the star formation yeah um nebulas are the beginning of star formation and then you know eventually billions and billions of years of lifetime some stars actually die in millions of years i was just watching someone yeah it's kind of and neat. um <laughs> but <laughs> matter cannot be created nor destroyed right when stars condense and they you know they become actual stars they will die off and they will explode and Mm -hmm. and that matter the
0: core white dwarf Uh and
1: and the matter continues on to create new stars and so where where I'm seeing this here is from your childhood Mm -hmm. everything you've went through you are the explosion (laughs) you are the new formation you are the nebula (laughs) of everything the chaos that your life was Michael you've you you are the beginning and the birth of a new a wow, new star, a new you. age oh, here, man, you know. I and cry. and I, I that's why I say no coincidences, because it's so clear to me and I hope it I hope it shows through this you are what comes next. <laughs> <Dude>. <laughs> Thank, you,
0: dude.
1: Thank you a lot.
3: I,
0: I you know the mission is uh man, it's intense. This is you know, I thank I thank my ex honestly. Yeah. I really do because, um, despite you know the things that we went through, it was nothing crazy. It was just you know we grew apart over time. You yeah. know, it happens. We're young. Mm-hmm. I'm grateful that we had the maturity to end it and be like, hey, we we should be growing on our own now. And yeah. as as abrupt as it was at first, more her choice than mine. I, rem- you know, we worked it out. I'm good. I'm you know I have a temporary occupancy in my friend's house that I'm getting out of in the next mm-hmm. couple weeks. You know, I need to. And so I'm looking at places and, you know, I have connections if things don't work out, you know, because I'm branching out. I'm always expanding. I'm always prepared. Absolutely. So, and it's just like because of her, when we broke up, I was like, cool, this is my time. This is my time to shine. Yeah. You know, This is my time to actually put in the efforts to my, even more of my self-development. And so I was like, you know what, I'm doing it. And, and you're shining. And, dude. and I've been doing it ever since. You're and, and she's proud of me. I'm proud of me you know like i'm proud of her for yeah. doing what she's doing she finally quit the job that we had together and, and going to a farm to learn more like mm. learn more self-sustainable skills that she intended since she was a teenager and yeah. it's just great you know, life is great yeah i, I love but that The missions, love man it's uh i i, really, I just want to make sure we cover all the questions yeah um because i'm sure there's plenty i probably missed oh like no you'll be you'll be back here <laughs> awesome, <laughs> you'll be, man, you'll be awesome, back yeah. here yeah oh, i should sure. because there's plenty to lo- just i'd love to tell stories of childhood and, you know uh i have a funny story uh, that i love to share of when like, i can call my dad the n-word when i was like a little 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 kid okay this is a really funny story because of the history of my dad and it was in front of bob black bob and so like the whole story it's a funny story it's a goofball story um hey just go for it Bug it. all right so i got it was like i was four or five years old So, yeah. you know never mind the the language my dad was i got in trouble at school for something I was a very hyperactive kid as a child uh-huh. my mom I was a meth baby and okay so and I always love i loved sugar I love snacks and so like I was always hyped up and aware and just very energetic and so uh <laughs> i got i got in trouble in school one day and uh Bob and my dad and a couple of his other friends are, are in the living room and, you know, like, he's my dad's, like, calling me out in front of his friends, you know. Oh, Ron, you got in trouble. All right, go to your room. You're on restriction, you know. Make sure to put all your toys and stuff in the other room. Only leave your mattress. Cause my dad was very strict when it came to punishment. He mm-hmm. Prison-style punishment. So, when I was on, when I was grounded, it was called restriction and he'd put everything aside from my, uh, my mattress and my, um, my dresser he put everything else but that in a different room all my toys and you know tv playstation one as a kid and you put all that in a different room and you just have a mattress and your mattress dresser. in my dresser okay. you know for a week or whatever you know and that that's that you're grounded mm-hmm. you know you can't go out you only go to school and back mm-hmm. you know, I would, you, know obviously, you know you still have it's not like he doesn't really treat me like prison like you just, yeah it's you know, not it's you know, not, you not, you not sliding my dinner under it. the table <laughs> or, or sliding my dinner under yeah. the door or nothing you know but but it's just like i can't have fun you know and that's It's like it's consequences of your actions. It's like, so I learned very young. Mm -hmm. Um, But it was also really interesting when it came to morals. Like the time he taught me women first when it comes to entering the door Mm -hmm. or holding the door for women. Uh, (laughs) uh, I'll go back to the the other story. Yeah. Um, He. uh, we came back from grocery shopping with my sister and her mother and, and him and like i'm running first to the door and i'm probably this time i'm probably eight because my sister was born when i was seven so yeah like eight nine years old okay and i run to the front door you know i'm, I'm swinging the screen door open and i'm juggling you know i'm jiggling the door because i want to get in and my dad just like he takes his two fingers and he presses them over my shoulder into the pressure point really like, he digs in like a hook and he just pulls me back and he's like women go first and i was like yes sir and ever since then I always open the door for women I'm always opening the car door I'm always you know it's just is natural to me now and then I realize wow so many women don't have that I open the door for women like well thank you I'm, no man has ever done that none of my exes have done that I'm, what the fuck <laughs> where's the ship? Where, where's the gentleman dude where's, yeah. where's the where's the real like care and mm-hmm. compassion and consideration and it's like, like I, I like going up to the door you know I like introducing myself with flowers you know it's like I don't know. It seems like someone's more rare. It seems rarer nowadays than it used to be. Or at least the women that I've talked to and interacted with platonically, romantically, they're always so surprised of how I treat them. Yeah. You know, at least, of course, not like, you learn as you get older. I wasn't fucking Prince Perfect, you know, (laughs) at 13, 14, 15 years old. I'm two-timing at 15, 13 years old being an idiot. Yeah. You know, karma comes back, luckily, and I learned. Um, I learned not to be an asshole. Uh You know,
1: so. It's those, um, it's just those pleasantries, you know,
0: like. Yeah. And
1: not making it the chase, right? Exactly. Not making it the chase, but exactly. just uh, like a show of respect uh-huh. through your actions. I, I, I definitely, I feel that. I do, I do
0: question. Do you do it for men too, or just women? Like, no, is it for I, yeah. all beings? It's, yeah. Okay. Mostly for mostly women, of course. Okay. But it's like when it comes to men, like I surround myself with men. I, you know, I give men hugs and kisses. Like, yeah. You know, it's like my friend Gavin and I, like, you know, kiss each other on the forehead. And, mm-hmm. You know, like we love each other very, very, very much. You know, it's like I, I love bond with men i love you know, i want to cultivate more of that because especially men who are in tune with their feminine sides where you don't mind hugging having long hugs or meditations or yogas or just bonding really connecting and sharing mm-hmm. you know like yeah you got to treat men as celestial people too because we got we got creation in our in our balls like <laughs> you know, we have yeah. space dust in there too you know for real so yeah it's like a, but of course you, you go like you, like you go a little extra mile for women yeah i, I I, I, well, Rather I it's an it, ego thing. I think it's maybe more a natural, inherent thing for you. Yeah. You know, like definitely. Probably for me. yeah, right. it's just like, yeah. or just in general, like, even like, cause I know to treat even it's cool. Cause with the whole friendship thing back earlier is, yeah. um, It's men needing to cultivate the same respect and treatment and compassion and adora- and admiration they have for an attractive woman. The same for a woman that they don't find attractive.
3: You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like you yes.
0: treat every single woman, as, every single woman right. as if they're a wife. Like treat every single woman as if they have mom potential. Treat every single woman as if they're queen potential, you know, with respect, not from lust. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like I respect you as a person, and so I'm going to treat you with respect. I'm going to mm-hmm. treat you with the reverence that you deserve. You know, because one, you're a unique being. There's no one ever like you or ever will be ever again. And you carry something very precious within you, which is the mechanics of creation. That come from the stars. That come from this, okay? And <sighs> like you have, to, you can't not have reverence for that. Yeah, I see. Know? And so for me, it's like it's it's like a it's more of like a they deserve praise. I see. You know, for that aspect, because if it weren't for them, we wouldn't be here. Absolutely. You know, so it's just, yeah, I like just that tiny little extra ma- the ex- extra mile. Absolutely. Yeah, you know? just like because they deserve it they yeah. fucking deserve it they do, especially they after do. everything they go through yeah. like, like I said earlier like the, the the tug of war they have to go through they actually picking a suitable mate mm-hmm. you it's know siphoning through all the assholes the players the the schemers that seem nice and then they just want something and then leave and, and they're you know and not, not historically mostly. we've like had it too I, I've, I've, you know like we've had men where you know we go through women who are pretty messed up mm-hmm. you know but but historically I mean, and, and
1: yes predominantly it's been in our history at least yeah. in, in this modern culture it's been women who carry the, the, the burden con- the burden yeah the burden of
0: men's choices unfortunately and it's like I think all things it's like I think all things like a it's like a, it's a blessed burning a blessed burden mm. same thing with like uh, being aware in in a society that's asleep it's a blessing it's a blessing, blessing a burden yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah you know um, yeah. it's a double-edged sword yeah
1: I uh, I was I had my father in my life, but I was raised primarily by my mother and my sister. That's And so. That's good.
0: Yeah, I had to cultivate that nurturing for myself. Yeah. And also it's like seeking it out as a young child through friends' mothers or as a a younger adult, you know, seeking it through girlfriends' mothers, Mm -hmm. you know, Mm. and just seeking any aspect of nurturing I could get to cultivate it for my so i know how to cultivate it for myself yeah you know yeah it was beautiful like i have so many extra mothers that i've had throughout my life oh that's awesome you know that that of course my mom completely understands that you Mm -hmm. know and that's great because no one's going to replace my real mother Mm -hmm. you know but just the actual because every you know every every woman has that nurturing aspect in them so it's just being able to uh seek it out but then also not depend on it Yeah. yeah it's
1: awesome that you were able to cultivate that despite not having your mother like completely in your life consistently um which is just the three times you said yeah, like i've actually spent like intimate time with her yeah because mm-hmm. I, I felt like that came very naturally to me and that's great and like i because of my mother and my sister like opened up that space for me to connect with with women and and understand and appreciate the value of, of their life and, yeah. and their being mm-hmm. um Right. I had the opposite though. Wow. I okay. I'm working currently to cultivate my connection with men yeah. because I've not had super positive male role models. I mean, my brothers, they're, they're amazing and they've, mm-hmm. they've helped me learn a lot about life, but mm-hmm. they were not, not by choice. Um, they were not in my life <laughs> as I was growing up. Right. And so, yeah, I just kind of always felt uneasy around mm-hmm. men mm-hmm. and, mm-hmm. um, same, but I'm breaking down those walls and I, I'm learning how to connect with, with men and, and see them just as compassionately and appreciate them just as much as I do women. Right. And it's, it's opened my eyes to a lot. Um, so uh, yeah, I, I'm trying to live my <laughs> life and, and, and just, uh, getting rid of Like, yeah, this is deep, deep conversation. Right Please, here. I love it. Uh, getting rid of the, I would even say like illusion of gender. Yeah. Um, and just going... We're just human. Yeah. It, we are just beings, you know? Mm. Like, We're just souls. Yeah. Uh, you know, obviously I live in my time. Of course. Like, I'm here in this society, yeah. so I'm not, like, completely just... I, I don't throw it out the window, but, like, I see evolution moving towards that, yeah. that route. Yeah. And, um, yeah, no, I've opened up so many amazing friendships recently with with men by by showing them that same compassion right, that, I, exactly. that I've showed uh, women. And, and actually to call back your door opening story, I had a friend of mine that I was just, you know, I stayed at his house and he was um, with his, his wife. And I was with my, my partner and, and we, he opened all of our doors. He opened my door. He opened his that, wife's I door. It, I loved it. <laughs> he I got you. And I was like, Oh wow, dude. Like that's, that's, you know? um, that's beautiful. And I, I really appreciated that. Yeah. So definitely. I,
2: it's, it it's just like yeah. What is it,
0: of Cultivating like compassion for like other men, uh-huh. like in friendship wise. It's like I remember like when uh, when my ex and I first started dating. Like you know, we had we had like mutual friends who were, mat- who, who were men, and, and like they had aspects and traits that I looked up to, but that at the time of allowing my insecurities to get in the way, I would then compare. Uh. You know, and especially yes. when you're around a woman, even if it's not romantic, or just you're around a couple women and then a couple other men, it's just all men will just be comparing each other to mm-hmm. themselves. Mm-hmm. Oh, he has that. Oh, shit, I, go? <laughs> I got to be better than that. Oh, uh, oh, he has a cool story. Oh, I got to have a better story. Like, So dangerous. Yeah, man. And the women feed off that mm-hmm. in a sense because on one tour, they sense it, and then two, they're like, oh, like, they know they know that we're all playing this weird subconscious behind the veil game, mm-hmm. you know, because we all sense that. Energy, energy doesn't mm-hmm. lie. Mm-hmm. And lo- learning how to, like, oh, wow, like, if I'm feeling this and this weird anxiety, insecurity, comparison, then they feel that, too, not yeah. just for themselves, but they feel it off of me.
1: The men in that room? Yes. Or, okay, yes, yeah. yes. And yes, and it's I like agree
0: completely. Both the women, too, but it's like, that's what you're focusing on is comparison yeah. to the men, and it's like, no, you can't do that. Yeah. It, especially because you're going from that, it's, you, I think what it is is going back to that animal instinct of tribal or just want to procreate you know, mm. I gotta be the one you know like I gotta be the one to spread the seed not you like mm. you know and it just and it translates and transmutes into that social game of comparison of traits and stuff like that very you know? interesting how you bring it same up. thing with like the women of cultivating you know trying to find a great man that's both violent but able to be protective yeah not threatening yeah like, it's a psychological animalistic uh situation that we have to deal with
1: yeah what I what I've noticed when um <coughs> those feelings arise and you touched on it. It's, it's that insecurity in me. Like mm-hmm. what am I trying to, what do I admire about that person? Right. It's, it's the feeling is jealousy. Yep. But I'm trying to reframe my brain and it's like, well, what do I admire about that person? And how can right. I cultivate it in my own way? And exactly in my own way. Cause like a lot of the times it becomes like, how can I just do it? Do, like it? do it. How can I be I similar? It like, to yeah. How can I just it? do it? Like they do yeah. It? Yeah. Like how is it, how yeah. is it coming
0: so natural to him? You know? And a but a lot of times it doesn't that's a funny thing if you realize mm-hmm. when you're talking to a lot of these things they don't come natural it's yeah. just like with me it's like you just be natural doing it's like no, no i i i have like a mini anxiety tag the first five minutes walking out there every yeah. single week yeah you know so it's like no it doesn't come easy <laughs> <laughs> and <laughs> you talk know? about those things exactly. yes because you it know? disarms like, our brains exactly. and we're like oh wow they actually put in efforts and struggle okay cool i i said it's, it's okay for me to struggle and go through it and make mistakes mm. and cultivate it in my yeah. own way yeah, and back to real In quick. Your own way, I love that. The 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 individuality thing. Yes. Systematic uh, illusion of separation of and the illusion of individuality. Uh-huh. There is no true individualism because everything we've ever created and thought and done has been inspired and influenced by someone or something from the past and/or the present. Even one our th- more, one more e- time. I'm even sorry. Even our thoughts. It's okay. So I'll say that slower. Yeah. There truly is no real individuality. Okay. Because everything that we express, think and do or create has already been influenced and inspired by somebody else that has been, that have created, said or done other things. Yes, absolutely. And so in every single thought we have, even the ones from the deep essence of our imagination was influenced from something maybe five years ago, maybe Mm -hmm. just five seconds ago. So it's, the individuality doesn't exist. Everything's all synchronistic in a weird way. Mm-hmm. It's just we're all manifesting a slight unique way of, of, of expressing it. Mm-hmm. And that's why, because if there really was individuality, we couldn't relate. Mm-hmm. Because there'd be nothing to relate to. It's mm-hmm. individual. It's only mine. It's only yours. Mm-hmm. Like, and that's, a lot of people get stuck in that, I think. You know, they're like, you can't do it how I do it. Like, but I can. You know, but it's just going to be a little bit slightly different. But yeah. if I take the same practices that you do and put in the same sorts of effort, I can, I can play the same music you play. Yeah. You know, like that's that kind of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And,
1: and that's, that's why it's so important to do it in your own way too, mm-hmm. because there are no original ideas, right? It's all just, <laughs> we live in a, in a reality that has predetermined rules. We, yeah. we know the rules as much as we want to know <laughs> of reality yeah yep. and it's just finding our own way to express mm-hmm. within the confines of those rules what our reality looks like okay you know and there's little variations because of genetic you know uh formations being different mm-hmm. different dna and this and that and and our environments are different so we we look at the world your shade of red is a little different than my shade of red right but it's still red but it's it's still red and and it's it's how well can you communicate that to another yeah. person to the communicate show. to relate and that way yeah, we're never yeah.
0: that way you realize you're never alone yeah oh yeah because oh, alone yeah. the latin root the etymology which i thank my ex for just teaching me about etymology and stuff like that huh. um is it's uh, all one it essentially means all one alone alone, alone all means all one. one.
1: Oh wow i've never made that connection
0: etymology um. is really fun it oh, goes I to the original root in the meaning of the words because the dictionary meanings aren't the legitimate meanings. They're manipulated meanings. Right. okay. Etymology. And so we have to really look because we don't understand the words that we're speaking. We don't really understand the true meanings of the words. A like government. Mm. It's different to interpre- interpre- slight interpretations, but it basically govern. What does that mean? Control. To, to rule. Meant. It's another acronym or another way of saying mind. Mm. What is the government doing? control in our
1: mind <laughs> interesting interesting stuff i love these connections because yeah. you know that it's it's the same thing like we just mm-hmm. said yeah same thing over and over again yeah. it's just how many times and how many different ways do we, and that band, do we uh, have to see it
0: that band midnight that i listen to that i recommend anyone and everyone just yeah. to, to if you love reggae if you love l- learning about society or just learning about divinity within or just having fun with language and history and yeah. science and just going against the establishment you know he talks a lot about uh words and how they're framed and used against us and if you invert certain words you actually find some of the real meanings hmm. uh, like I just okay yeah, just yeah, the, exactly. one, the one that comes to me it's controversial but I love it uh, origin invert origin uh. Negro black the origin of light is blackness and I wrote on my Instagram the other day everything is rooted in black everything is rooted in darkness slash blackness mm-hmm the, from the, sun, the, star, uh, the light from the stars is created in the blackness of the space. The light of the baby is created in the blackness of the womb. The spouts of the seeds are grown in the blackness of the soil. The burning of the fuel is from the blackness of oil. The shining of diamonds is from the blackness of coal. Everything mm. is rooted in blackness. The thoughts, imaginations of our mind is rooted in the blackness of, of the void. of Yeah. Our minds. I like it. Um, and you know, as I said before, skin tone is only the distance from the creator in sunlight. That's yeah. It. Yeah. Absolutely. Ancestral migration and adapt adaptation. Yeah. Back all, on the black thing. Yeah. Yeah. Uh,
1: with light. Yes. Black is the absorption of all the colors of light. Mm-hmm. Um, and, it, and I go to the coal and the diamonds when you you, you know you see the diamond and mm-hmm. it refracts all light yes know? yes yeah under yeah interesting I love the like, you know
0: like in the origin of man was, was black people can refute that out they want but science keep proving it over and over and over again mm-hmm. I mean, I mean you said it earlier that. like yeah. you know from, from the darkness of space like yeah. that's where stars and, and nebulas like come from the, it's that's uh, no, and there's nothing like wrong with that that's and interesting those ideas etymology like, right? it kills yeah okay. it, it, those ideas literally kill racism it's like it doesn't exist when yeah. you realize those things. that Every human being literally, we all have organs. We all have the same sort of cellular structures. We all have the same hexagonal spirally DNA. Like there's no, oof, it's a radical idea for some odd reason. Something so common sense. Something that I remember learning in biology class. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, that somehow people, I don't I don't get it sometimes. But, yeah. I mean, I do, and that's why I do it. You know, I do get it. That's yeah. Why I keep spreading that out there. Yeah. And, well
1: i don't know if, if this is something that's dawned on you but you know as much as i like become this like spiritual being in tune with like these these literally eternal truths that just mm-hmm. repeat over and over again <clears throat> throughout history and i feel like compelled to reverberate that message out i realize i can't do it alone exactly yeah like by myself and i've always put so much pressure to do it by myself Mm -hmm. and it still scares me though to like invite people into this space and and create with me and 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 share the mission um but is that something you've experienced too
0: like wanting to expand it more yeah yeah trying to do it more than just on my own Okay. Uh, Like, I have a friend of mine who it's like, we want to start filming more, you know, do things maybe like in the college area. Now that it's over for the moment, Mm -hmm. next semester, um, you know, go out there and film and give out flowers or signs and, you know, good job. You can do it, you know, congratulations or whatever. I want to eventually start, like... Going to college parties, college like mm. where the parties are and the bars and stuff with my signs, spreading this message yeah, in like, those and environments. And have, that'd be awesome. Because yeah, make 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 content. You know, yeah. have fun little content yeah. like that. There's just channel on on youtube called side talk new york city okay where it's just it's just small like 40 second videos of this guy you know groups of people who are sheep farmers in new york city but they go to like the ghetto areas and just the real hype crazy areas of brooklyn and harlem and yeah and they just film just crazy pop-off parties and just people shouting out stuff and just going crazy having fun and it's just like okay it gives me an idea to then do the same thing here all the way in the west coast you know, but in my outfit yes. with my signs yes. and then go to all the deck like, they were all downtown parties and you know all the bars are and just have fun and go to the clubs and mm-hmm. just have my sign. Oh know, my God! I just go, yeah. Oh my God! It's fucking Jesus, man. Like you know, artist. and just have fun. <laughs> yeah. yeah, like be just, who knows who knows how that could grow? Yeah, you know, who knows what that would end up? Yeah. So it's just like you know, hope. I mean, like you know, my friends and I, we always we're always swinging ideas every now and again, and we both you know have our own lives and cultivate our own progress and stuff, mm-hmm. and we connect when we can. Yeah, Gavin. Gavin Zen, I love you, dude. Thank <laughs> you for everything. Really, truly. I
1: love how much you, uh,
0: I have to. You send remember, the love out to When, the when the people, I remember yeah. someone who's like, oh, that impl- I have to. You know, Absolutely. It's, it's like, I have to give that out there because it's that. not all just me, you know? Don't hold it in. So, Don't hold and it again, in. yeah, because it's the aspect of, you know, you can't do it alone, mm-hmm. you know? And I'm so grateful for the people around my life who have supported me. Yes. Who have encouraged me, who have guided me, who have given me critical, uh, guidance, you know, like, uh, or, um, generative criticism that's what I'm looking for mm. generative criticism you know because criticism is good you know but generative in, in the
1: sense in that it sense generates or regen, like
0: it helps me adapt okay, more gotcha. hel- like like hey are you sure about this decision or oh this is an idea that I've had it's like oh well, maybe this maybe that uh-huh. like, it's like like the saying of like every great man is a, behind every great man is an even greater woman mm-hmm. because that man who has great ideas and everything he's deliberating all those ideas with his wife like hey what do you think like this is because you have because as a great man knows is that his women his woman thinks of things more than he does mm-hmm. they're more detail oriented mm-hmm. so honor that by having her exercise that by offering her your trust and your vulnerability with your with your ideas and your plans and your imaginations and creations and deliberate and come together and then that way vice versa you think of ways you think of things a little bit differently than she does so that enables the, the vice versa effect. yeah the collaboration yeah, yeah absolutely that's so, what
1: partnerships are it's collaborating on exactly life. and like yeah.
0: both on a platonic or a romantic level that's what keeps things together i think especially especially in a community level hmm. back to the community mutual yeah. aid thing. You
1: know? that's why that's why when you're in those in those toxic friendships relationships where yeah. it doesn't feel like a collaborative experience mm-hmm. you know
0: you yeah. know it's
1: not right for you yep because you max not, you're and i
0: max and i you know rollercoasted that for a while because yeah. especially when we were traveling you do everything you can to try to make it work uh-huh you know because you can't you know you don't want to be, you don't want to be an asshole you don't want to be a bitch and just leave them out and stranded you <laughs> know like that's what, what you know yeah say, so you I, try, try to do everything up. you can to make it work and try to hopefully get to a point where okay now we can split and that's what happened and that's okay yeah you know, because everything happened for a reason and you're on the road for a where year. i am now you know so yeah on the road for a year yeah, it was a full year. It was okay. wonderful, man. Yeah. It was so great. So many great God experiences, dang, man. Yeah, we native land, we had sweat lodges, you know, we we saw this beautiful. We went to Niagara Falls, mm. and, you know, we uh, I remember one year uh I think it was 2 years ago or 2 years ago for her birthday, we went all the way to uh Julian. Okay. And then uh, down here Julian? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and then uh for our anniversary, our 2 year anniversary, we went all the way to the Redwoods we drove Ooh, all the way through wow. san, we visited san francisco yeah. we saw it. we didn't go to Alcatraz, but we saw it you know we golden gate bridge we drove yeah. past that you know because we went all the way up to the redwoods and that man i will never forget that transcending it really is because they're the oldest trees in the entire world jurassic park film you know jurassic park film there for a little bit you know? oh really I didn't yeah know that. there's a few scenes of uh i believe it's when it's like really dark out all the f- any uh the big red trees and any of the scenes in the first Jurassic Park with the yeah. big red ferns or the green ferns—that's that's the that's, uh, that's that's the redwoods. Redwoods. Okay. Yeah,
1: for sure. If you ever uh, want a similar experience closer to here, Sequoia National Park.
0: Ooh, very very mm. similar.
1: Yeah, I've heard about that. A lot don't think of a lot of know. knowledge in those trees. It's it's crazy to see these giants just struck with lightning catching on fire and, and they, just s- they still stay standing and and the the crazy thing is <laughs> over centuries the bark grows over those scars but you can still see a sliver of black from yeah a lightning strike that's like prehistoric yeah like, it, it literally blows my mind
0: because it's i remember like they tried to burn down the fo- like you know because deforestation of the uh-huh. ship, even back in the 1800s 1700s you mm-hmm. like they couldn't do it they couldn't burn them down so they're we're just gonna chop them all down they giants did. they chopped down so many of them mm-hmm. like the fact i saw a map of how many of the area that's left that we have now, which is just, you know, parts of northern uh, California and mm. all that, it used to be, like, almost a whole half of the fucking country. Mm. It used to be almost all of California. It used to be a lot. And imagine all that oxygen that we used to have. No wonder why things have slowly over time shrunk you know i'm just millions of years things have shrunk because yep. of oxygen and stuff but even in the time frame that man, have, that man has been influencing the earth yeah they're impacting the earth in one way or another which by the way doesn't matter what we do the earth is going to be fine with or without us absolutely putting that out there climate change and all that don't fall for it like we affect it, we definitely affect it. We, we it affect it, it's but the thing is, is, like we only look at it through the timeline of human life. Right. We only look at it I through hundred years or two hundred years. We're not looking at it to the time span of hundreds and thousands, which we do have the carbon yes. dated data for, which shows that this thing that we're in right now is nothing. We're fine. Right. It, it's it's it, you're, what you're talking and <laughs> speaking yeah. on is is this doomsday
1: yeah. fatalistic view that has which been still pushed use, on us? We stay used for propaganda, exactly for to, to, to keep to you keep, we're
0: controlled, to keep you
1: feeling like it's hopeless. And,
0: and still being desperate to still pay a lot of money uh-huh. for resources that actually really aren't uh-huh. sparse. Yeah. So yeah.
1: I feel you. Yeah. Um I think but we do uh, have uh, yeah. we d- to clarify, we do have issues Always. with climate change. No, yeah, and, I'm and not denying
0: yeah, that. Yeah, at yeah. All. I'm not a climate change denier, yeah. but I, I am a climate change It's a little pompous I, of yeah, us. It's like you got to be investigative to, yeah, to, to p- just assume that the end all be all and that there's only one solution and that mm. there's only one issue or one Way to look at the problem Or that the the problem is as big as we perceive it to
2: be
1: Yeah it's interesting Um, I I feel as if Me as a human Since I live such a short Lifespan of time Mm -hmm. Everything That we experience Billions of years Of creation And destruction are Mm -hmm. compacted into this Hundred year Yeah lifespan to try to figure
0: some so so much of it out
1: and and i feel like you said earlier i feel the weight of the world Mm -hmm. but i that meditation that mindfulness practice reminds me that this is i am just like a star has its you know million to billion year lifespan i have a hundred years as a human Mm -hmm. to live my life in accordance with all my values and Mm all (laughs) all the things all all the goals that i envision and that's what i'm going to do and i'm not going to i'm not going to fall into my own hubris and think that i'm going to change the entire reality that we live in yeah exactly in my hundred yeah i don't have yeah, it's like you can't
0: have that sort of god complex yeah. or that sort of you know like messiah s complex mm-hmm. yeah, yeah no you gotta focus kendrick on kendrick lamar have you heard have you listening yeah. to the album i heard a Couple of the songs so far, powerful album. Yeah, it was really. I can't wait. Uh, yeah. Denzel Curry's also been yes. really phenomenal. His life, most recent, you can tell he's been through some hardcore spiritual growth. Yeah,
1: I'm gonna listen more to him because he's Curry's been good. he's been in my space and a lot. Been, and he's I been, been kind
0: of out of the he's been out of the eye for a little bit because of I think because of the whole cultivating his own spiritual thing. Because oh. his latest release from Denzel Curry was like, wow, this is very powerful stuff. Okay, I feel like he's he's been on some journeys. Probably been down to South America, done something, which mm. <laughs> is beautiful because I love all these modern artists. Who are, you know, they're in the mainstream, but they've always tried their best to like have a real message. Yeah, really cultivating that more so. It's like a universal consciousness shift of enlightenment. And I remember the the age of the Kali Yuga that we're mm-hmm. in, which is the age of enlightenment, that we're getting into. The wave is coming, and it and it, and it affects everybody at all levels of politics, entertainment, CEO, bankrupt, human trap, whatever the fuck. And of course, it won't. It'll hit everybody. But it's only few, very few are going to be the ones that are going to feel it and actually act on it in a sense to where it's like you have a change of an idea. And are like, you okay. know, I'm going to act on that idea now. Yes. Everyone ha- everyone's been getting these newer ideas to just be more spiritual or to be just more communicatively aware or to be more with nature or whatever and even uh, even at a celebrity type level like musicians like kendrick lamar he's a father of two now and all of his mm-hmm. music is like very inspirational when it comes to getting out of the hood or finding divinity and like communicating with your neighbors mm-hmm. and like you know like paying attention to the culture and not letting it influence you too much breaking like that. the cycle exactly when and, and it's beautiful because i like all these mainstream artists that you know they get paid to sing songs that aren't even theirs yes you know, like, coming out with, hey, I have my own little project, and it's my own actual fucking music, and it's like, wow, this is better than anything you've ever put out.
2: Like,
0: mm. um, it's interesting. It's, it's fun to see that, to yeah. witness it, witness a real consciousness shift. Yes, yes, it, it really
1: is. In, like real, a, in real time. It, it really is, especially how connected we are. It does feel like a, a collective consciousness shift. And I like the way you put... Um, you know, all these spiritual awakenings that are happening to people. And it's like, who is going to answer the call? Who, yeah. you know, cause anyone I, that answers, I'm you know, a firm believer in, Because roll
0: calls for everybody, but not everyone's going to come comes knocking. You know, it yeah. comes
1: knocking. Are you going to open the door? Are exactly. you going to,
0: it's going to be like, yeah, maybe, it's, it's, maybe later, maybe later, maybe never come. There's only, sometimes it's only a one time knock. That's it. That's like, s- one, two, are you there. Mm. Okay. Bye. Like the, like, and it's uh, like the universe, everything comes in cycles, mm-hmm. nature, gal- galaxies, you know, uh, yeah. why wouldn't life cycle too? Uh, yeah like when it comes to like uh, uh, reincarnation but that's a side note opportunities in life always circle around mm-hmm. um, like lessons in life will always be repeated to be taught in a different manner mm-hmm. and like history repeats itself sort mm-hmm. of thing. opportunities tend to repeat themselves but maybe anytime it comes around again and you miss it or you don't grab onto it when it comes around again the next time, it's going to be slightly different, maybe more challenging. It's going to be in a different way. It is, exactly. Or, or it may not even come again. It may be a one-time opportunity and you okay. missed it, you know? Not this um, lifetime. Exactly. Not this one. Yeah. yeah but yeah, it's be having the discernment, the consciousness, and the vigilance to be like, I feel like, hey, I want to go spark in this. I want to really uh, act upon this spark of an idea mm-hmm. to create something. Or to, yeah. you know what, I really want to reach out to that friend. Or hey, mm-hmm. You know what, I'm going to write down that idea. Or, you know, I'm going to draw that drawing or read that book don't keep it in your head do it exactly do that action because that that's the call yeah it's the call to the inherent drive to express the inherent drive to connect the inherent drive to yes. relate to be to yes. be free yes and the best ways to do that is by expressing ourselves through our talents hobbies and our interests yeah so i think the last so that, that's loving
1: yourself it is it is loving yourself i like that yeah
0: Hmm. if i may i wanted to read something real quick i don't know how much time we have yeah, left
1: absolutely yeah i have one last thought too yes um, of course
0: and then we can close it out this has been a that great be thing.
1: great yeah man. um we were talking about doors yes. and answering the call and growing up like this is how deep-rooted these behaviors are mm-hmm. in my head yeah you know my my family always reinforced like because they they left us home to take care of ourselves enough like yeah. a lot yeah and uh Thank don't man. answer the door you know, yep. whoever comes knocking, yep. don't answer the door. Yep. And that yep. Same here. That reinforces this idea in my head, you know, growing up as an adult, individual, Lacking trust. Uh, independent person, I, I don't, you know, maybe I don't open the door right. anymore. Right. And for a long time, that's that's how I did. You know, I put the ring doorbell on there and somebody comes and rings that I can see him. Oh, no, I ain't answering that. You know, like, Yep. but now in, the, in this mindset that I'm in here in this current evolution of me. I opened the door mm-hmm. and I've opened the door to so many great relationships and people yeah. um, oh by just goodness. taking that step. Yeah. And it, the analogy extends to the spiritual awakening. Like you hear it. Yeah. You hear the knock yeah.
0: on your door open. And it, And it. it's don't forsake yourself. Don't, don't, don't forsake fear it. Don't yeah. yourself. Don't forsake yourself and don't betray the call. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's what's cool. Cause when I was here, coming here into the template for the open mic night oh Southwest it's a good company <laughs> like comfortable planes yeah to say it at least I mean I don't know where all their money comes and goes from but all domestic I mean, flights right mean, out of all the airplanes I've, I've been on they've been really nice when I first flew by myself when I was a kid yeah they let me sit in the cockpit and they, the guy oh. gave me his pin and like they let me touch the controls and touch the thing. And, and It was great. Now here, you know, however many years later, I, you, it's like, thanks you like selfless. Cool. Yeah, when <laughs> <And laughs> they're that. expensive, and I, don't, I don't always fly them. You know, mm. I, it was my grandpa; he paid for the flight. But mm. Anyway, yeah, share. Um, sure. um what was something. Oh yeah. So this was a uh, like it allowed me to open more doors. Absolutely. Um, to connect with more people, especially the feminine. Uh-huh. Because especially after you know breaking up and always being surrounded by like my roommates who were men and it's just like i need more of that platonic feminine essence to not just help me but just to, it's a therapeutic thing too but also be more comfortable around mm-hmm. it and like prove not just to them really truly just to prove to myself that i can look at a woman who i feel is either attractive or not attractive and not lust over them yes as like i said earlier and being like hey wow i do find them attractive but you know i just want to grab a coffee with them and just who, what's your life like yeah how do you create stuff <laughs> yeah what are your ideas like you know what is your just, being like, yeah who are who's you? your essence yeah, well, do, let's share let's share actual presence you know? yes. let's share space and knowing that it's intentional it's genuine mm. like women just come to me mm. and they're like hey you want to hang out I'm mm-hmm. like, do you have an ulterior 2 <laughs> like this is for sure <laughs> but that's know? an amazing and boundary check yeah. for you exactly yeah, and absolutely. so yeah opening more doors man it's been yeah. great like and Love i can't wait for you. you know this has been a this has been like a double door i feel yeah you know this no, is who uh, knows what the, i can only imagine what hallway this is going to be opening up to absolutely i, uh, I yeah man
1: you're going to be here our paths are going to yeah, cross and again, I, I would love know? to be yeah. on again man absolutely yeah
0: I mean, it's you know I'll, I'll be your fifth guest you know, <laughs> wait you know of course have more guests <laughs> yeah and, you know uh, yeah, or i'll be a repeat guest i don't care dude yeah, absolutely i'll, I'll, I'll yeah, be on two four five six yeah. i don't yeah. care <laughs> as many as you need yeah i'll share it kind of relates to like the mission Uh, Manifesting my deepest ethereal dreams To material ground level reality And uplifting them to To the galactic skies of infinity Serving raw realities Of love and truth Upon society's table Trampling down the system And chanting down ignorance Praising all of creation For as long as I am able That is the mission I can't stop and I won't stop And even after I drop No conditions or restrictions, for my efforts vibrate throughout eternity afar. For I trod the unmarked terrain of mankind's heart."
1: The unmarked terrain of mankind's heart. What does that mean to you?
0: The aspects of the people's hearts that they have either left unexplored or forgotten. Mm. Because we all, like, the heart, I feel, is love is a journey. Mm-hmm. Love is a travel. The heart is a map, I feel. Mm. It's a map. Listening to the heart is a map of how to truly cultivate p- compassion for yourself and others. Yeah. To truly listen to your intuition and act upon giving that person a dollar when they need it because you don't need it. Come on. Right. Go out and give that person a plate of food Because you have extra And they really need it more than you They haven't eaten in two days You just ate two hours ago mm-hmm. it's Those go, sort of things Go to waste in your fridge Exactly You know Don't be so vain yeah. You know uh, unaccus- like Unaccustom your heart to, to, to attaching to material things Because even at the end of your life It's your own material body That you must give mm. So And traveling the heart Traveling the maps of the heart Is what I do is okay. trying to help people. Hey, remember that area over there that you forgot about when you were a child? That's still in you. You can still be innocent. You can still be curious. You can still love someone who hurt you. Mm-hmm. You know, you can still you can still smile in the face of fear. Childs do it all children do it all the time. Like, yeah. That's why I love working at the job that I have. I work at uh Belmont Park in Mission Beach oh, okay, as, as a ride sure. operator. Currently currently hopefully in the process of getting a higher paid job Mm -hmm. or a higher paid position within the company Mm -hmm. so that's great um but you know the safety both physically and mentally is the priority for me for the children yes you know there's like
1: giving them that safe space to exactly enjoy life yeah and have
0: fun and have a safe fun time because there's parents you know like i just man the things i see you know parents you know like they're holding their kids while they're crying oh they're fine they're fine i'm like no sorry i have to let you guys off the ride because at that point oh that's you're, so noble you're traumatizing yes. your child you're psychologically damaging them don't get me wrong there's a certain age you know it's like if between ages of like two and seven that's the formative years that are very important for a child mm-hmm. of ingesting emotional responses of ingesting what they do fear and what they do love mm-hmm. and understanding the frameworks of the mind and, and, and communication and stuff so when I mean, you're putting them through situations to where you're forcing your child to be scared, yeah, they're not going to trust. They're not going to trust you. Yeah, they it's, it's hard for it's hard for them to trust you over time at least.
1: Yeah, that, that key word forcing. Yeah, it's a it's a huge, and can be very subtle difference between yeah. forcing and encouragement. Mm-hmm. And, and and of course, I appreciate like, that you do that.
2: You know,
0: like teenagers or somebody who's like ten or above, and you know, like, you're okay. Mm-hmm. You know, like you'll be all right. You know, tell me if you, you're old enough to tell me to get off the ride if you're really scared. Right. And what's nice is, like, uh, the other day, I had an older woman come up to me after the ride. And she was, like, 50-something years old. and she's yeah. probably in her 60s. And she said, you know, out of all my 56 years of ever riding rides throughout this entire country, I have never once heard a ride operator tell the children, because this is something I've been adapting, mm-hmm. to tell them that when they feel sick or scared, to give a thumbs down and that he would let them off. I've never mm. once had that thank you so much for the care you give for the children yes and i said that's my priority my priority is their safety not the parents spending satisfaction yes because i'm not going to participate in trauma yes i'm not going to participate in damaging your child mentally i can't yes i will not do it i don't care how mad you get at me whoops sorry yeah, I have the authority on that aspect. Mm-hmm. You know, and that—that's what I appreciate about you. Your kids too short to ride the ride. Sorry, it's like, but it's uh, their birthday. Like, I—I I care about their life, not their, side, not <laughs> your status. Yeah. Like, sorry, you can get your money back if you want, dude. Like, don't worry about it. But, but it, it's literally—you're thinking deeper
1: than that. I right? have to, and I have to, and that's the embodiment piece, right? It's mm-hmm. not just—it's not just when you put the. It's
0: almost—it's the almost, garment on. It's almost it's inevitable it's for me. Like, yeah. I can't not do it. And yeah. yeah, it's cool because at my job, I can wear my glasses and my in my rings and stuff, and like. The kids know me. Yeah, they know me for the heart guy. Yeah. I'm I'm the glasses guy. You know, I've had people recognize me outside of working my garments real quick. Uh, I live in Lake, uh, like La Mesa area. Yeah, I was walking around Lake Murray like I do on my days off mm-hmm. to you know to just stay active. You know, and I was walking past the Starbucks that's there, and you know I have my glasses on, just wearing my regular clothes. Mm-hmm. And uh, there's this group of teenagers there at the Starbucks, and they're I don't have my earphones in, and they they're like, hey, hey, hey. Uh, And I look over, and I hear them say, "Yeah, yeah, that's him! Oh my God, that's him!" (laughs) And then, like, synchronistically, bro, like every single one of them, "We love you!" And I damn near collapsed and started crying. Like I I was—that's the energy you give. Yeah, man, I'm like, "Oh my God!" You know, and like, and I'm like, "I love you guys too. Have a great day. Be safe." And one of the older kids, one of the older boys in the group, are like do you want anything man can we mm. get you anything and, and myself i don't i'm not much of a coffee person i really don't like starbucks i don't like their it's not the quality i don't like it uh-huh. i'm more of a dunkin donuts kind of guy <laughs> that's just i'm from upstate new york that's just for that's what i'm used to yeah one of the group homes i lived in was literally right next to a dunkin donuts mm. <laughs> and so i'd be able to go there before school with the van would take us to school and they'd sometimes give me a free coffee it's know? that childhood comfort yeah yeah and so like but i don't know I haven't been to. I have been drinking been drink coffee in like years. I'll probably go there sometime. But yeah, yeah I tell them no. I'm okay. Thank you so much. But hope you have a great day. And like, man, like that was like a highlight. Like wow, like I'm impactful mm-hmm. because you question that about yourself. I'm sure. Oh, like, absolutely. How impactful absolutely. am I really being? Yeah, and and, you know? and when
1: you question that, you you maybe lose yourself too. Because if yeah. you, I mean, that's like nihilism right there. Yeah. Does it matter what I do? You, if you lose vision of your impact and your power in this world. You will fall into some. You'll have a dark. lack of impact. Dark.
0: <laughs> yep. Ooh. And so that's why it's like it's like beautiful confirmations like that. Yeah. You know, I had a horrifying confirmation the other day too. Hmm. I was walking to work and I saw a dead cat on the sidewalk, but not just any dead cat. Okay. I could notice it had a couple stab wounds. Oh. Um. I noticed that the the neck was ringed. It was all like. Like someone really grabbed it, and, and its eyes are popped out of its head. Oh my
1: god! And Where aunt, is this is
0: uh, this is actually on park, like uh, right on my street, oh on damn. the sidewalk. And you know, I I went to the property of the house. And I was like, hey, just want to let you know because there's a there's a dead cat on the yeah. on your side of the sidewalk, and you know, it wasn't theirs or anything, but it was a reminder to me of this is why I do what I do yeah. in the most vile sense, yeah, because. No animal did that, and I know that's a reminder. Of, this is how vile humans can be. Don't forget. Mm-hmm. Yeah, l- spread love, spread light, but don't forget the darkness that you even came from. Mm-hmm. You know, don't don't get caught up in all the love, 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 light, 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 light happiness, happiness, peace, 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 because there is darkness in this world, mm. and we need to acknowledge it. We need to act upon it. We need to expose it, and we can't ignore it because the more we ignore it, the more it grows. Understand and then the more it. blissful we become because we're ignoring it.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And sometimes mm-hmm. life mm-hmm. is, we can't be <laughs> blissful all the time. We're not allowed, we're not supposed to be blissful all the time. I like that. I wish we word. could be blissed out all the time, like Sadhguru would say. I wish we could be blissed out all the time, but like you can't. You have action, you have progress, you have priorities, yep. you have goals you need to do, you have people you need to attend to, you have food you need to eat, you mm-hmm. have clothes you need to make or buy, you know, like, yeah. We are not the end. Never will be. No. No, I don't I don't
1: believe there is one. It's, It's. yeah.
0: Thank you for My everything, brain. man. This has been great. It's been I, amazing. I really look forward to speaking again because, man, I could talk for hours. Yeah, absolutely. I'd love to read more. I'd love to just, yeah, man. I'd yeah. love to keep on connecting. No, absolutely. I think this is a perfect absolutely. spot for this. No, yeah, this is amazing. I'm very glad I was apprehensive about it because I yeah. wasn't sure but no nah, yeah. it's it's perfect you know I was thinking maybe hopefully maybe one day we could do it inside and show the inside of the place oh yeah that's that's that would have been dope I know that's a little more like sound iffy but yeah. depending on how the traffic is you know yeah that'd be great I think yeah. it'd be I, I thought it'd be really cool to like have a shot of like us but then I have like the entrance in the background, so it's like you're seeing the flow of life as we're mm-hmm. talking. You know, mm-hmm. people coming and going, and because there's really interesting people that come through here. Absolutely. You know? Wh- when so we had the guitar in the background, yeah, man, and that was great. And this gentleman over here, yeah, talking this just beautiful stuff. Yeah. And yeah. Getting, you know, I, I hear. I, talk, I heard him earlier. I was like, Hey man, looks like you're getting your priorities done, man. That's yeah. what's up. You know. And I so love it. I love it. And it's b- progress all around.
1: Yeah. You know? No, this has been great this has been amazing thank you for sharing this moment and this this relaunching this journey this moment in my
0: life likewise man this is great i I can't wait to get you i can't wait to spread this out man i have so many people that i'm going to be sending like, like all the like from beginning to end yeah. even before we even started like give me if you can just send me the whole unedited everything oh absolutely if you can i mean absolutely i, I know phones don't always like the best with like data transferring or filing yeah. and stuff but yeah you know if it happens to be in clips or something so be it man i yeah okay. i'd love to yeah, share it around to my friends share it to my uncle instagram facebook all of it for sure um yeah um so to
1: close this out i guess just oh, uh man. let everybody know where they can find you yeah um, my uh what your mission maybe like a mission statement what a little
0: on the spot but like if no you're yeah i got conscious. you let me think uh well of course first you can always find me on uh my facebook where i i basically i just journal on my facebook i uh i decided years ago to not just journal personally because my thoughts are ideas that i need and that i want people to relate and connect to and that's the intentions of my ponderings and my thoughts. Mm-hmm. And so on my Facebook, uh, Orion McAllister, uh, that's mostly just my ponderings and thoughts and ideas. And uh, I post a lot of song lyrics of the music I listen to with pictures for relevance and topics. Um, my Instagram is Orion's Cosmic Love. Uh, and then I also do have a PayPal, but that's just if people wish to donate, I have a job. It's just simply anything to go towards any extra creative endeavors or financial stability for extra stuff right. that is orion's cosmic creation at paypal
1: yeah i saw your post about that and it was like yeah. it was a conflict in your mind whether yeah i was like
0: i'm not sure about. if i should do it but i was like well people enough people have asked me if i take donations mm-hmm. and i'll say no because i do it for, because i love it and here take 10 bucks here's just 20 bucks i'm like all right. And there's no harm in just offering it out if people yeah. want to, you and, know? and they're supporting your yeah. your creations. Exactly. Yeah. And at the end of the day, I, you know, I always give. You know, I haven't on this one, but my newer signs, I'm always posting like my Instagram, and my yeah. PayPal. But so I found for you. my intention, like I have the I always have the Instagram label much bigger than the, than the PayPal. Okay. Because I don't care about the money. Yeah. You know, if it comes, it comes. I want the message out there. Absolutely. So, the money and will find you. The exactly. resources will find you. It right. always does. Just focus and, on the message. And. Uh, you know, the mission is to spread love. The mission is to remind people that impossible equals I'm possible. That the phrase is in the word. Mm. The mission is radical acceptance of each other. The mission is to break the illusion of separation. The mission is to love and to connect and relate. Mm. And to forget to separate. I love it. There is one other thing you wanted me to repeat. Yeah, I'm glad you remembered. I don't remember it, uh, but I remember you wanted me to repeat something. It's the or was uh, it something that I think it was but right, I remember My words it's, are my bond. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. Yeah, ma'am. When it comes to love and mission, and just when it comes to life and principle and morality and ethics. Word is bond and action is the seal. I love you all. You're all worthy of being loved and being here. You're all worthy of conquering your struggles because you are here. Communicate to relate, to remember that you are not alone. Breathe deep live kindly, and take your time. I'm
3: Be proud kind.
1: of you. Be kind. Super proud of you. I'm proud of you, um, man. Um, this is great. I love your mission. And I'm, and genuinely, I, I love your being. Thank like you. Who you are and Thank what you, you, you embody <laughs> and your mission. Thank you. Thank you for uh, experiencing this with me. Of course. And we will connect again. We will. Thank you, Thank you, you Ryan Kouser. I love you, Michael, man. Have a great one. <laughs>